You know what that means. The sound of White Claw popping. It's another Be the Obvious Choice podcast. My name is Tyler Miller. I'm your host. Um, I am a real estate agent. I run the Tyler Miller team here at eXp Realty and uh, started this podcast because there's so many amazing people in my life that are just really, really good at what they do. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how to feature these guys. You know, what What should we call this? And I'm just like, well, they're just the obvious choice of who I would reach out to in the event I needed some advice in that aspect of life or business. And so that's why I started this podcast to uh, bring in people that are just so good at what they do. And I'm very excited today to be joined by the one and only Ron Connor. He is the Terminator, Mr. Connor. Um, and uh, you're going to learn a lot about Ron today, but the reason Ron is on the podcast today and why he's the obvious choice for me is he works uh, as a relationship manager at Marigold Home Inspections. But I know Ron more so as like the greatest socialite of all time, meaning Ron is at every event I've ever gone to in the last like three years in real <laughs> estate. I don't know how he does it. It's incredible while having three children and a full-time job and coaching and all this stuff, but he's always at every event. He's always working the room. Everybody in the industry knows Ron, and I'm super privileged uh, to have you on the podcast today, Ron. So thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, so anyways, that's the that's the intro. Let's get into it right away. And Ron, I want people to get to know you really quick. So okay. give us a little background about like just what, what people should know about you and your life, maybe your family makeup. Uh, where you grew up, and then a little bit about your work history, how you got here. Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, I'm originally from Northeast Minneapolis, um, so it still it just still shocks me that everybody wants to live there now. Yeah. Because like I was trying so hard not to live it's, there growing up. So. It's a little different now <laughs> yeah. than what it was. What like thirty something years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirty. Uh, maybe twenty seven years ago. Okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. And then I actually moved to Blaine um, at fifteen. Okay. So um, that's when I got introduced to Northwest Suburbs. When was that? What years? What year were you Jeez, in? That had to be about 2003. Okay. Yeah. So we were in high school at about the same time. What? what um, I graduated Blaine in 07. Okay. So I was 05. Okay. At Champlin Park, Rebel Pride and Victory. Yikes. I know, right? It's like, <laughs> no bangles. I know. All day. It's like, why, the, why did I have this Blaine bangle on this podcast today? Is it Brooklyn Park or Champlin Park? Or it's Champlin it? Park. Okay. Yeah. It's in Brooklyn Park. It's confusing. Yeah. I know you guys get a little mixed up over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Continue. No, yeah. So I went to Edison for a little while, um, and then I moved out to Blaine, um, and then I went to Blaine. So that was a whole new experience for me. Um, I, I mean, back at that time, Blaine wasn't even developed. Yeah. So it was just, it was like shocking. I thought I was moving to like farmland, yeah. to be honest. Trailer park capital of the world back then. I really, I did not go to a trailer park until I moved to Blaine. Really? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like, hey, fun fact. This is totally not, not part of this at all, but I was conceived in a trailer park. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to, shout out to the Millers. <laughs> so you are uh, you are looking at some trailer trash right here, no. maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Not anymore. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So that, like, um, I mean, honestly, um, that that move like helped me with my life in general, man. Honestly, yeah. It just helped me get around more people. I mean, see diversity, and then not seeing so much diversity going out to Blaine was right. just like a complete culture shock. I didn't even know what Doc Martens were. When I moved to Blaine, I was like, what are these? How many Doc Martens do you own now? I don't own any. Oh, none. Man. Did none. you ever? No. Okay. No. I'm a so you didn't guy. get that, you know, you didn't get that dialed into the call. No, I wasn't that dialed yeah. in. I still like tennis shoes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, so then um, I played uh, basketball there. Yep. And then I played traveling baseball as well. 
So um, that kind of transitioned me to Hamlin. So I went okay. there. I only went there for um, two years. Um, my stepmom was actually, um, she was like in the office, so I got a pretty big discount there. Yeah. And then I also um, got a scholarship. Um, I had one from like eighth grade from an essay I wrote, and then I also got a scholarship for uh, sports as well. You got an essay for uh, yeah, General Mills. You wrote? Yeah, General Mills back in eighth grade. I wrote an essay just about my life, and I wasn't going to do the assignment. The teacher was like, you should do it. So I did it, and then they gave me like $10,000 towards college. No way. It was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you also got one for basketball. For basketball. What was your position in basketball? Uh, point guard. Well, shooting guard, but then, you know, as everybody started getting taller, I stayed at 5'11", so yeah. then I had to stay at point guard. So what was, like, your go-to move in basketball? Is it drive to the right layup, drive to the left? Is it a step back three? I mean, okay, Tyler. I don't know. Elbow. Did you play basketball? No. Okay, so, like, step backs and those – sorry about that. Step backs right. and those things were not, like, a thing. wasn't back. a thing then, yeah. No, like, it's all new. Pick and roll? No, I was more of a driver. I was probably, like um, – if you if you watch James Harden, I probably played a lot like that. Okay, I, I didn't really like defense. You kind of have the beard like him a little I bit. I wish. It's an epic beard. <laughs> Can we get his bank account? Yeah, right. I'll Let's take go. it. Share a little bit. So yeah, um, I, I lived there, and I mean, yeah, then I went to Hamlin. Um, then I actually came back out. My dad was a real estate agent growing up since 2000. Okay. Um, he actually passed away in 2021, oh. but all those years he was agent. So where was he uh, brokered at? He started at uh, Coldwell. Coldwell. Okay. Then he left. I won't say why he left. And then... <laughs> there may be a realtor or two yeah. listening. <laughs> and then um, uh, he went over to, actually, IBR. Do you remember that? Uh, briefly, I do remember IBR. I don't know much else about it. They were it. like the first cloud-based broker back then. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. So uh, then they, I believe they collapsed. Um, I, I want to say they turned to Better Home and, Homes and Garden. Mm. Okay. I think it was the same owner. Okay. Um, then he left there, and he had a team of, like, five agents. I think they all did about 30 deals as agents underneath him. So yeah. they didn't really need him, but um, I think he was, like, a 40, 50-deal guy. Nice. So he did okay. Um, he did that full-time, like, after you got into high school, basically? like middle um, school? Yeah, middle school, high school. Yeah. yeah, he was doing that all day. So hmm. I had a lot of free time. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so you did you did – because you, my dad was also in real estate. Okay. Did you help him um, – with like the map book and like tell him where to go yep. and all that stuff. Did he have a? Did he have like a brick cell phone back in the day? Brick cell phone. Did map. you ever have the suitcase cell phone? Uh, nope, not the okay. suitcase cell phone. My dad had a suitcase <laughs> cell phone too. But yeah. I remember like when he got calls, it was like you need to shut your mouth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you've yeah. been a part of that. Oh yeah. And, so. I was, and and now I'm teaching my kids the same lesson. The moment that phone <laughs> rings, me and my brother were like, uh, "Don't talk. Don't talk. Say nothing." <laughs> Because back then, in I fact, mean, you know, leave. Just well, leave. you know, now in business, like, it's okay to have, like, things in the background. But back then it wasn't. No, not at all. Yeah. No, now it's kind of like, if you don't want to work with me because I have children, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is real life. You exactly. Know? Dogs are barking. I get called right. all the time. Oh, dogs gosh, barking. Dogs, it's it's yeah. wild. So, okay. So you, uh, you went to Blaine High School. You went to Hamlin. Got a scholarship. You played ball there. Correct. Balled out. Uh, yeah, it was it was decent. It was good. It was a good time. It was a good learning experience overall. Yeah. Um, I, I hurt my knee a little bit. Um, at Future Stars Camp in Iowa. Mm. So I was just like, you know, I'm I need to transition into something else. So I, I started kind. I almost got my license actually. Okay. And my dad, I did all the grunt work. Do you remember before showing time? Oh yeah. So I was doing all the emails for him for lockbox codes. Oh my gosh. And I was pretty much his secretary. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. So it, it wasn't fun, and I was like, you know what? I got a really bad taste in my mouth about real estate now. <laughs> yeah, that would not have been fun at all. <laughs> so I, we fast forward. Um, I started doing, like, a couple different bartending gigs um, just to transition. Mm -hmm. um, I stayed there, and, at, I mean, at 20, 21 years old, you're making pretty good money mm -hmm. by, back there. So um, 
we started an entertainment company. I started doing music oh, wow. on my own. So that's kind of the reason I started bartending because I needed something flexible. Okay. Uh, where I could still make cash. Wow. So awesome. I started doing my own music, and my dad's like a 150% kind of guy. So he's like, hey, like we're not going to just do this. I got a name in Minnesota. It was going great. And he's like, we're going to start our own entertainment company. Yeah. And Prestige worldwide. No, it was create, creative <laughs> entertainment. Creative entertainment. I yeah. like it. So um, his broker was Creative Edge Realty. Oh, yeah. nice. So, and you just DJed. You didn't, like, perform? No, I did perform. I rapped, You did actually, you perform? Yeah. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. Do you have an album out somewhere? Do you have some songs somewhere uh, some we can dig up? I send you. <laughs> all right. Is it online anywhere? Is it no, all? No, it's all okay. removed. Dang. Yeah. It's all removed. It's oh, you all removed. removed. It. <laughs> Dang. I was, def- I was definitely going to go find someone and put it into this podcast. <laughs> I had to just have somebody just, I had to remove it all because I was like, you know, I, if I ever reinvent myself, this has to be off. Right. So. Little little vulgar at times, maybe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like 23, yeah, 24 dude. years old. Oh, the stuff I would have sang about or rapped about it in my 20s would, yeah, yeah. I'd have to remove it, too. Now it'd just be like working and red wine and <laughs> scotch. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. It's Ron Connor sipping on some red wine. <laughs> that's it. Every time. Every time. That's the whole song. All right. So uh, you did creative. Um Creative entertainment. Creative entertainment. Yep. And then you transitioned to what after that? So we did that for about five years. So okay. we were traveling with um, a couple different rap artists. So we were pretty much promoters. Yeah. We never did it in Minnesota because they have, like, so many guidelines on alcohol and things really? like that. Okay. Um, it's just really strict. And everything closes at 2 here. I know it sounds late to most people. Yeah. But 2 o'clock is pretty early. Yeah. The rest of the nation. Yeah. So we did it in Chicago, Houston, Atlanta. Mm. Uh, so we travel. Um, that sounds like a blast. It is. Like, it's you, had, you had to have had a lot of fun. Way too much fun. Yeah, way too much yeah. fun. Yeah. That's why I'm boring now. Yeah. Hey, you, you had your fun. Correct. Right? That's like what I say about, like, whenever I go on a diet or something. Yeah. I'm like, I had 35 plus years of eating whatever the hell I wanted. <laughs> I had my fun. Okay. It's time to kind of scale it back. Yeah, exactly. So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So we, um, we traveled. Our biggest one was actually Kevin Hart. You had so, Kevin Hart. Yeah, we had a Kevin Hart walk. Actually, I have a picture here to show you. I'm not. I've got to see kidding. this. You, you're gonna see it. You had so you were representing Kevin Hart, or you just no. So we um, we got in contact with him. We paid him 80k for a walkthrough, and he showed up. Um, 80k on, for a walkthrough. A walkthrough is um, yeah. What is that? Sorry, I'm scrolling for the picture. No, no here problem. Quick. I'm looking at a Kevin Hart photo. Is that you in the front? That's me, man. Dude, look at you. Years ago. How old was Kevin Hart here, you think? I don't know. That had to be about 2011. So, like, fifth, you know, I don't know. Uh, 12 years ago? Yeah, whatever, 12 years ago. So, I mean, he's probably in his, like, late 30s. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. He was standing on a couch, so <laughs> look at how short he is. <laughs> Are you standing up straight? I'm well, straight. Well, you're kind of, like, you're kind of, like, lean. but he's on a couch. <laughs> is he, like, is he, when you see him in person, you're, like, Damn, he's short. Like yes. it's just like yes. yeah. You're like, you're funny, but you are short. Did you see his most recent injury? I saw. Yeah, I saw him running, <laughs> and he ripped something from his abs. <laughs> yeah, what? and now he's like, he was like doing a video, and all of a sudden he like goes a little higher with the camera, and he's in like a wheelchair. And he's like, yeah, he's like can't walk. I was sprinting to try to beat some former NFL guy for what? Yeah. For what reason? I'm just too old for this. He's rich. He's oh my god, he's so funny. Well, so, that's sweet. So a walkthrough. A walkthrough. Um, so you get, say, you're the artist. Yeah. We're calling Tyler Miller in. Yep. We, we promote the show for about a month or two months. You're just coming into VIP to drink with you and the Tyler Miller team. Yeah. We pay you 80 k to be at the club for two hours. 
I mean, if you guys want to do that, yeah. we can get your, we can get it back together. <laughs> How many people can you bring in? That, that's <laughs> what we need to know. I don't know. So you make money off the door, and then you make money off of yeah. all sales and all that. So if you pay, in this example, you paid Kevin Hart eighty k. He mm-hmm. came in. Mm-hmm. How much money on average is something like that bringing in? Um, most of the time, it's half of the so. What would that percentage be? So, um, so you pay eighty, you made you make forty. It, it was one twenty. So one twenty net was forty. Net. Yep. Wow. I mean, that's hey, it ain't a bad day's work for a couple months of promoting and then having fun. Yeah, having fun. You got to pay out like um, we were pretty much the crew, and then we had yeah. like a, I guess they call it like a street team. So um, is that what a lot of these celebrities like when they are making appearances? That's, that's basically what it, what it is. is, right? It's, it's a called walkthrough. a walkthrough. Correct. And how? And he stays for two hours. Two hours. He gets paid and gets to drink for free. everything's calm. Yeah, he doesn't. Even, he didn't. I don't think he drank. Probably not. All of his friends drank though. Yeah. yeah. And how many people does he have to actually talk to? Um, he. I mean, most like the rap artists are like a little more uh, reserved sometimes. Yeah. But like Kevin Hart, he's really he was really nice. He's waving everybody. He let me and my buddy come into the VIP. Like we hung out in VIP with him yeah. the whole night. So super nice guy. Super nice guy. He made fun of me for like thirty minutes straight because I almost <laughs> yes. fell. I slipped. <laughs> On, like, a champagne glass or something, and I almost fell, but I caught myself, and he was the only one that saw it. That was <laughs> so the he was just on thing. me for the 30 minutes. Time. Yeah, <laughs> Like, you go to stand up, he's like, oh, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> he om- he actually retweeted it. I was like, you remember me? He's like, yeah, you almost busted your ass. <laughs> yes. So it was awesome. Oh, man, that makes me love Kevin Hart even more. I love him. So, okay, so you did that. I so mean, that it sounds like an amazing experience in your life. Early 20s, just early having 20s, a great time. And I had, I had two kids at the time. Okay. So um, it was getting tough. Like, they were uh, both going through kindergarten. Yeah. Um, first grade, maybe second grade. And, uh, I was just, like, missing some of those things. Like, bartending, you're working at night. You know, you're yeah. out for the weekend. My son was just getting into sports. Yep. So it was pretty tough. So what are your kids' like, names again? Uh, Raiden is my son. He's 12 now. And my daughter Raiden. Yeah, it's like the coolest name. Like of all the time. Mortal Kombat yeah. character. Yeah, he's the he was my favorite Mortal Kombat character. I thought about it, but I was like, these kids nowadays, they're not gonna know who Raiden is. They so won't at all. It it's up. just it's just for us. Yeah, old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my daughter's name's Rayanne. Rayanne and yep. Raiden. Yep. yep. Awesome. So um, yeah, they they were kind of getting into their own groove in sports and just a lot more things happening at school and I yeah. wanted to be an active dad and be yep. there and so um, and his baseball coach sucked. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna come back and coach, and yeah. let's let's do this. So I, I had a bar. T- uh, I worked at Stella's um, for a little while, Blaine Tavern, and then actually my worst. It wasn't my worst job, but I made a lot of money there. It was Applebee's. I was bartending Applebee's? there in New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, and I made like I don't know, it was like 300 bucks a night back then. People were just willing to throw tips around at Applebee's. Throwing huh? tips, man. It was like the same people every day. <laughs> They're coming for that Bourbon Street steak. <laughs> yeah, Bourbon. That Oreo shake. <laughs> Coors Lights, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, um, I, I did that for some years. And then, um, I guess, fast forward, I worked at um, Topgolf. Nice. When it so, just when it opened right when away? When it just opened. Because yeah. um, that wasn't too long ago. No, no. Um, I want to say five, five years ago. It, it four, probably was three. It was three, like a year three, before COVID. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. When was COVID? 2020? 2021? Okay. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, so somewhere around there. Yeah. Four yes. five years ago. It's crazy. It's crazy. It just seems like it just got built, but yeah. we're just old, dude. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I remember it was it was very side story about Top Golf. There's a neighborhood right on the Mississippi there, like really nice houses. And I happened to be going for a listing opportunity at that time. And the guy or the, the husband and wife, these old people, were complaining to me about this new proposal that was coming 
and they didn't say Top Golf or anything like that. Okay. They just it they had a diagram and it was like these giant nets. Oh wow! You know, in the in the air, and it was gonna ruin their sight lines for whatever the yeah. sunset. I don't know. And at first, at first, I'm like, yeah, that seems really like stupid. Like, yeah, <laughs> like why would anybody do this? Like, we need to fight this, you know. And they were like gonna get all the neighborhood together, and then like they obviously failed. Mm-hmm. But to see what it is now, I'm like. That thing has increased your property value. I guarantee it, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody loves Top Golf. Yeah, they do. So, um, you know, I, you just never know what's going to happen, I guess, until it's done. And then, I mean, I, I personally, my assistant lives down there. I think it's probably helped all their property values. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the nicest things that Minnesota has right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For entertainment. Well, especially in the winter. Yeah. What the heck else are you going to go do? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody outside of Minnesota thinks we're outside all day. In the yeah, winter, but no, we're not. we're not. No, it's just the one, the one video we post a week of us outside sledding. Yeah, for like ten minutes. <laughs> Had a great day sledding for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. You see one hot chocolate in the snow. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Yep, yep. Just like ice fishing. Side story: I asked. Uh, so we were down in Texas for an inspection, Empire Builder, and none of these people have been to Minnesota. So I just made it a point. So I was like. It was like June. I was like, do you think it's snowing right now? These guys are like, hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, where do you think you are? Like, don't live in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> no, it gets, that's the, that's the tricky thing about Minnesota is it's, it's extreme weather. Yeah. It's not just cold. It's just, it, it's extreme. In June, it's way too freaking hot. Okay. In my opinion. I don't. I, yeah, it's hot. I just, it, the humidity, gross. The humidity sucks. Yeah. And then in the winter, it's negative 40 with wind chill. And it's just like. But can we just you imagine stuff? a place without four seasons, though? I could imagine a place without the deep freeze part of winter, okay. but I do love, like, December, even parts of January. But after that, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's September, get... October are, like, my favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hoodie weather, bro? Hoodie and shorts. <sighs> Hoodie and shorts. I rocked that <laughs> yeah. uh, just the other or yesterday. You're not a Minnesotan if you're not. Oh, my gosh. It, fall is the best, for yeah. sure. So I would very I would miss fall a lot if we ever didn't live in Minnesota because it's it's by far the best Correct. football weather crisp air like it just I just want to get out and tackle someone I'm a I mean? big pumpkin pumpkin spice guy so are you yeah I love pumpkin spice. caribou or Starbucks neither neither uh-huh. what do you do um I like like uh, small businesses I would rather okay. go to like like a spy house or something good but what if they don't have pumpkin spice oh they do they all do everybody does. okay I don't know Oktoberfest beer yeah oh, oh that's good. I agree. I don't love beer, but I do like uh, the October kind of the flavors that they bring out. Correct. Yeah. I but, forgot where we were. Sorry. Yeah, we were at uh, Top Golf. Okay. Yeah, I was at Top Golf. Um, I actually, I think I was 31 at the time. Um, I had like a, I was in the hospital for 10 days, hmm. so I had a prostate issue. Um, at 31. Yeah, at 31. So I was in the hospital. They didn't know what was going on with me, um, and then um, not to shade Top Golf, but they didn't really handle it like the most professional yeah in the most professional way so yeah um i was like i kind of need something new but during it, it was covid so right like i was still getting paid so I, it w- there was nothing to really worry about right out of nowhere curtis um we were at the bar i believe and he's like hey ron um curtis Lar- is curtis larson is the owner of marigold home inspections a good friend of mine um i've known him since um our kids were in second grade so mm. five six seven years so you guys met through like sports. a school all through the sports perfect. yeah so just being a part of the community we're both active in the community coaching kids does he live in blaine he lives in coon rapids coon rapids okay yep so uh he actually lives right by the high school okay nice so uh he's like hey you're one of the most connected people i know um i think 
it'd be good if you help my business out. It's kind of a new position. Yeah. Uh, I can't promise you like a big paycheck right away, but um, I can guarantee it the year after if we put in the work. So yeah. I said no, or I didn't say no. I was just like, hey, let me think about this. Uh, once he said this is proposal. during COVID. During COVID too. Yeah. yeah. And then like COVID like ended. So that was kind of like when you guys were doing the, um, the um, virtual walkthroughs. Yeah. Yep. So that just stopped like when I got hired. Yeah. So I didn't know that anything different. Yeah. So it was a whole new world for you guys too during COVID. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there were there was a good couple of weeks there where people couldn't even go in the houses. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. inspections definitely weren't happening that often. No. Like it was starting to phase out a little bit due to how crazy the market was getting. And so yeah, very interesting time to enter into Marigold Home Inspections. Yeah, I, I didn't. I really didn't know what to do. So I actually I spoke with my father and I was like, hey. Is this something I can do? Are these neighbor? Na- can I get these numbers? Pretty much. Yeah. He's like, I, I think I wouldn't tell anybody else to, but I would tell you to go do it. So, yeah. Thought about it, and um, we now we're here. Now you've been there for the last two four, and a half two years. years. So May of 2021 is when I got hired there. Okay, May of 2021. Well, uh, Curtis, if you're watching or listening, it was the best hire you ever made, buddy. Other than my former BFFFF, Brittany. In my current BFF. Yeah, yeah, Ron stole her from me. But, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's another crazy story. So my childhood, we I grew up in Maple Grove uh, on Boundary Creek Terrace, and my next-door neighbor's name was Brittany Moxness. Moxness. And uh, we had the best time, and then we moved away. And uh, I, for whatever reason, could never find her on social media, nothing like that. And I was, like, every, like, once a year, it would, like, pop my mind be like, I gotta find Brittany, like, because I hadn't talked to her. Did you spell her name right? Um, I think so, but I didn't. But she had changed her name. You know right. what I mean? Because social media wasn't even around until we got into college, and then it just we didn't have cell phones back then. So it's just like I don't know what happened to these people. Yeah. And uh, we're on this cruise or this uh, top producer or real producer uh, boat yeah, cruise thing. Yeah, that was like my first event. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, I go upstairs and the place is freaking packed. I mean, you couldn't even walk in this boat. It was, it was incredible, but there were so many people there. And like out of the corner of my eye, I like look and I see Brittany and I haven't seen her in 20 plus years easy, probably even more. So I don't even know what she looks like as an adult. The last time I saw her, we were like 10. Wow. And I turn and I immediately knew it was her though. Yeah. And I go like walking over to her and I'm like, are you Brittany Moxness and she's just like Tyler and like it was crazy That's insane. and uh and then I had I think I'd met you before that but just to know that you guys were all kind of working together and stuff and now uh we use you guys for inspections we actually just set one up this morning just yep, so you I saw know that. um but and Brittany helps coordinate all that stuff so it's just it's super cool that uh it's such a small world for sure um but yeah that one that blew my mind yeah um I, she I think I met you one time briefly. Like I didn't, I didn't know like it was you. Yeah, you know. So she was like, "Is that Tyler Miller?" I was like, "I think so." <laughs> well, I had blown you off like, yeah, you know, three, four, five, six, it ten times. Time. I'm like Ron Connors from the future. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust this guy, the Terminator. Um, no, I just, uh, you know how it is in our world, dude. It's just crazy how many people want to meet us and and uh, earn our business and stuff, but you know persistence pays off i can tell you that and everybody i talk to and i mention your name like oh yeah i know ron like at this point you know what i mean i'm glad um all right so that's a little background on how you got to where you are today Mm -hmm. so now i want to get into um like what have you specifically done 
for Marigold Home Inspections? Like what, what is your role? And maybe take us through some like quick numbers and accolades since joining that, okay. that you can kind of point to as how you're crushing it right now. I guess um, my, my main role is um, agent retention, mm-hmm. probably the biggest role that I have. Um, there wasn't really like a game plan for it originally. So hold on, let's go back really quick. So people that aren't in the industry, because mm-hmm. it could be my grandmother listening, Betty, okay. who I love. Is she it might Betty? be listening. Betty Ann. Yeah. Hi, Betty Ann. <laughs> um, she is amazing and a big fan of you, I'm sure, at this point, because uh, we're friends. But um, w- what they need to know is when you say agent retention, so your main clients are real estate agents. Yep. Right? And real estate agents, uh, we get an offer accepted. Um, at that point, if the offer is contingent on a home inspection, which a lot of them are, um, we then usually have a few recommendations for our clients. So they're not just picking someone blindly and having it go horribly wrong. Yep. Um, so your job is to be on that list basically for the agent to send to your client, their client. or to, yeah. to our client. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, it's kind of, yeah, no, that was, um, well explained. Um, and a lot of people don't know that like our job is to work with the client, even though my job is to speak with agents. Yeah, um, it's it's hard to get to the clients actually buying homes. Yeah, so that's why we go through you guys. Yep. Um, so my number one job is, uh, I guess, a better way to put it is to get on that. Uh, isn't it three? You guys have? Are you supposed to have three? I yeah, I, ideally three. Okay. I sent only two last night. Okay. Um. Yeah. So and you were on the top of the list, so they picked you. I love it. So my job is to get on that list, um, and then also um, build a relationship with those real estate agents that are. Um, even if they're doing one transaction to a hundred transactions. Yep. Um, I think that's what really sets me apart for that. Yeah. So talk about where Marigold was when you joined. When I joined back in 2021, I want to say we were just wrapping up with, okay, I guess I'll, I'll just, it'll be easier. Curtis started by himself. He did 75 inspections part-time as an accountant actually, <laughs> which a lot of people don't know. I can see it. Um, so he was just like, Hey, I'm not really, I don't really like the way, like, I can't have a beer with these guys afterwards. Like I kind of want to be like people facing pretty much. Yeah. Um, so then he did 200 the next year solo after he quit accounting. Mm. Um, and then the third year that was back in 2018, that's when he hired Blake and they did 400 together. Wow. So 200 piece. So when I joined, we were on the track to do, um, a thousand. A thousand between yeah. Curtis between Blake, Curtis Blake, um, and there was a couple other guys. Did there you too. do any inspections? Ever? I've never done any inspections. You were just the the hype guy, the client yeah. relationship guy. Yeah, I've, I've been to a few inspections um, here and there, but I've never done one. You okay. don't want me there. It's funny because yeah. like I meet people, and I even meet the clients now too, and they're like, "Well, why isn't Ron here?" I'm like, "You don't want Ron there. Yeah, not at all. This isn't Ron's thing. No, not at all. <laughs> Ron's at a party. <laughs> yeah. He can't be here right now. Yeah, you want." You want to call me for coffee? I'll, I'll be there. Right, right. So, so yeah, we, we were on the pace to do 1,000. I think from May to December, I only brought in, jeez, um, I can't remember. I want to say it was like 180 inspections out of that. So it was like an 18% clip. Who was your first big addition? Like, who can you point to oh, that, like, man. sticks out as, like, hey, man, this was amazing. Like, Curtis was pumped, you know, that you got this person to come in. One of the first big or I guess it wasn't like the first big person do you know Hannah Knudsen with mm-hmm. uh, Pemberton yeah that was my way in um with a large amount she was like the first person I met yeah that could bring me to more people yeah it's so just yeah sense. she was just she's well connected she knows yeah, she's a lot of well people. connected um yep. and I guess I called on a follow-up and um she was like hey you should come into the office I showed up it was kind of hard to win Crystal over who was on the team right there too so 
Um, that was probably the actually the first person. That's that amazing. A lot of people actually another guy. I sent him an email. His name's John. I want to say Bicey is the best way to say his last name. He's been in real estate for like thirty years. Okay. Um, and I sent him an email. He got it while we were on the phone, and he's he's been using it since. That's amazing. So I think since then he sent me about twenty twenty five. Well, I know uh, I know Hannah. She's part of our group at EXP here, and I've partied in Vegas with both her and Crystal. And yes, they're. They're very connected and yes. uh, very outgoing. So, yeah, good people to get in with exactly. right away. But, yeah, shout-out to Hannah. Um, yeah, big shout-out to Hannah. That's amazing. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, yeah, so it was 18% then. Um, and I was honestly, I was just doing, like, sales one-on-one. I didn't do any office visits. I was really just in the office grinding every day cold calling. Yep. And it was horrible. Yeah. And to get a break, I would go on an inspection or I'd go hang out with Curtis to see what he's doing. Yep. Uh, was Curtis doing inspections at that he point? He was doing inspections at that time. Is he, he doesn't anymore, right? No. Okay. No, you don't want him doing inspections okay. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd just be like, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Anyways, I got a party got to get to. <laughs> it's a 2023 build. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was fun. So I was just like, you know what? I need to be me. And I, that's really when it changed. So, like, December, um, we went to a couple events, and I was like, all right, I'm starting to, like, crush these events. This is what I need to be doing. I don't yeah. need to be in the office cold calling. No. I want to work it like you guys work it. Yeah. Like referral base. Yeah. So then that's kind of when I made my transition. And you just year. discovered this like kind of on your own. Yeah, because there was no like way to do it. Yeah. And there's not like a, there's like nobody a that role model no. for the, for this job. It's a very specific Correct. job. You know? There was nobody that could teach me. I mean, Curtis, no. I mean, that's the big trend. That's the biggest thing with like inspections. Like if you're one guy, it's hard to get to because mm-hmm. if you miss a meeting, you might be missing out on an inspection. So right. it's like you have to pick. Right. So yeah, um, it's that we call it a J curve in business and especially in our industry. But like you know, it's basically in order to expand, you're going to decline a little bit. Yep. And then hopefully it come that J comes back up and it explodes like it probably is now for you guys. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a scary kind of sacrifice that I'm sure Curtis had to make at one point to bring in Blake and then bring in admin and yeah. and hype guys and whatever. You know, it's like he has to take his eye off the ball for a little bit of right. what makes him money to help you guys. Um, but well, we started like getting rolling, so I, he was I was like, hey, you should probably get a couple more inspectors, and he's like, if I get a couple more inspectors. You need to bring it in. So, like, I'm all for a challenge. Yeah. So, like, let's do it. So, you guys kind of pushed each other. Yeah, for That's sure. That's cool. Uh, and he gave me so much flexibility yeah. on my job, like company card, company vehicle. So, I, I really don't have to pay for anything when yeah. I'm walking in. So, it just makes sense. Company phone? Company phone. Right away. I got that, there too. We go. So, yeah. Makes so. it really easy. So, the next year, um, we did 1,800 inspections. I brought in 895 of those. Wow. And 185 new agents. So you're accounting, for, you're accounting for like half the business at that point. Yeah, like forty five percent. Curtis just had to be so pumped. Yeah, we were all, we were all. Pumped. I mean, but yeah, yeah, but but just to see, like taking a chance, saying, "Hey, Ron, I can't pay you a whole lot." Yeah. Just you know, I believe in you. Like you're super well connected, and to have it kind of pay off for him, and then also obviously for you to be like stepping into your greatness, right? Correct. It just had to be such a cool time. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I, I kind of miss all those times because, like, I know Blake, Brittany, and Curtis kind of started all together. Yeah. And I was, like, the last piece of, like, the OGs. Yep. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And we're all really close, too. Yeah. So it makes it fun. Yep. 
So uh, up to 1,800 transact or inspections, just yep. one year. One year. So almost a, almost 100% increase. Almost 100%. So yeah, we that was our first year, I guess, 80%, which nobody's going to be too mad about right now. Nah. So <laughs> um, this year we're on pace to do about 3,000. Um, I think I am at 152 new agents this year. Wow. And um, I guess revenue, I'm at, I think last year I finished revenue at 475. This year I'm at 675. Already? Already, yeah. Wow. So That's incredible, man. Well, and, and again, you started doing this job at the worst possible time for home inspections. Like it's horrible. COVID plus, hey, by the way, there's 20 offers on a property. How are you going to win? I can waive the inspection. Like that's all we could do sometimes. Yep. Right? So it's like, God, you guys just were getting hammered. And we can even talk about like, and, you know, not to sidebar too much, but like how the boom of agents happened during COVID. That too. Yeah. Because some of those agents I reached back out to, they're like, I'm not in the business anymore. Right. Because you sold 10 quick houses. Right. You know. Yeah. So you built relationships with people that just weren't going to make it because of the environment that they came into the industry in, which was like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I guess I'll sell a house if you want me to. Exactly. <laughs> now it's now, I mean, total opposite. It's like, can please someone let me sell their house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please. You got to be crafty, oh, man. Oh, my God. And it, it kind of brings me back to when my dad was doing real estate back in like 07. 07 was the big crash, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 07, 08, 08 09. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And he was like one of the only people I've seen like within his groups that were thriving during those times. Mm -hmm. And it was just a testament to being crafty. Well, and it's hard, just hard work. Yeah. Staying consistent, I'm sure. I'm sure you get it from someone. Yeah. You yeah, know what no, I mean? I mean, we couldn't even sleep in growing up, man. Yeah. So I still don't sleep in. Yeah. I do now. <laughs> My dad, he'd let me sleep in, but he'd make me feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and whatever. I was sleeping in really late because I'd stay up playing video games all night, but it'd be like noon. What, Nintendo 64? Or? Uh, Back then... Um, I think it was like PlayStation, probably. Okay. Playing a little Madden or NCAA, building my dynasty, you know. Oh, yeah. Just crushing it, dude. Those are the good days. God, man, I built the best teams. Ain't no way. No one could have stood up against my teams. The Telling dynasty? You oh, yeah. I hate it. I recruited so good. It was I don't insane. like college football that much, but. I don't either, but I like the betting, recruiting man. aspect. Oh, you like betting? Oh, betting on college football? <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> Easy money. Easy. I'm awful at betting on sports. Every single time, I feel like it just goes the complete opposite way of how it should have gone, you know? No. But uh those you'll those have sports to are so show, easy. You'll have to show me. I don't yeah, know how I'll I don't know you. what I'm doing apparently. Um I used to be good at fancy football too and I don't know what the hell happened there. But all right, so obviously you you're crushing it right now. You're super valuable to your company. It all started from you betting on yourself. Yep. Um and somebody seeing something in you um that, you know, they kind of ran with, so that's fantastic. So, um I have a few questions written down and like, so let's get deep for a minute on, all right, Ron is going to a party okay. or going to an event. First off, how do you find all the events? Because you're at every single one and I don't even know about half of them. Uh, well, I'm, the real producer events that we go to, yeah. um, Curtis has a pretty good relationship with Chad Jeske. Yep. So that's kind of how we got the ball. And Chad Jeske, a funny story, um, Curtis like, was like, I got a family thing, I can't go. So he wasn't supposed to present. Um, so I ended up presenting at one. I was there. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, that was the first yeah. year of the um, award thing. That was right? at the mansion, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, Chad Chad wasn't too happy about it that time. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so then the next time after, you know, he seen that it went well, he's like, you should invite Ron next time. Hell yeah. And he's like, yeah, I mean, Curtis is like, 
Chad, that's his job. <laughs> so, so at that mansion, mm-hmm. um, we had we had a party bus that that yeah. night. I don't know if you remember. You guys that. were all wearing the gold we all rolled suits. in with the gold suits. Yeah. And so I won't name any names, but one of my former administrative people um, <laughs> got a little too intoxicated okay. on the bus, um, and I was so focused on Kayla winning the agent of the year or the assistant of the year. Like yeah. that's all I cared about. Like yeah. I was up for some awards, whatever. I great if I had won, but I want to make to make sure Kayla won. And so like the whole time, I'm just like, I was just dialed in on you presenting and like just making sure that when we get to Kayla, if she wins, we celebrate. And she ended up winning, which was amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of go up to my whole team was sitting in this like corner, just jammed in this corner booth because there was no room in there. And uh, I go up and I'm like giving them all high fives, and my administrative person was like crying but like crying and not like a happy way like crying like they were scared of something and i was like what the hell's going on and they're like are you gonna fire me and i'm like why would i fire you and they're like like then he kind of stopped talking and everyone else was like he threw up everywhere like in that room but he he threw up in one of my other agents suit coats because there wasn't a bag so he just like kind of oh no threw up in it, and I was just like, "No, I'm not gonna fire you. We're having a good time." And I was like, "You want a shot?" <laughs> oh my god, it was such a funny. I'm like, "When did this happen?" Like, I, like it was in the middle of you presenting awards, and he Jeez. he was a very discreet puker. Jeez. So he had he hit it very well. Damn. But anyway, welcome to TMT. Yeah, the team. That's what we do on the TMT. <laughs> There's a reason we didn't go to the next year's one because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that again. Yeah, no. Um, but okay, so you 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 get introduced to some of these events through real producers, um, um, other um, agents, teams, I'm sure. just like building yeah. good relationships with teams. So, are you um, asking them like, hey, what event are you doing, or do they kind of just reach uh, they, out at this people point? People kind of just shoot them to me because because they, they want you to like sponsor or just like be a part of it. Sometimes a sponsorship, I would say 65 percent of the time, a sponsorship. Other than that, um, it's like, hey, you should show up, have a good time because I yeah. built a good enough relationship with the agent. And yeah, it's like it's just, I mean, it's good for social media, it's good for everything. So, right, um, and I want to be a part of it too. Whatever you're doing, yeah, um, I actually invest myself with some of these agents that I work with. They're not just friends or they're not agents anymore they're friends yeah and we work together so hey cheers buddy cheers to that i love it um so walk me through your mindset going into an event like what is it that what makes you different than everyone else that goes to these events okay okay so like i think anyone in our industry could get something out of an event for themselves or their business if they really wanted to 99 percent of people they come to the event they sit with their group of friends at their table. They don't talk to anybody, and then they jet, right? They don't yeah. even do a social media post. They just – I don't even know why they're there. They're There's in no their out, coming. nothing, right? They just want to drink, basically. So I think you see what I'm alluding to, but, like, in your mind, what, what, am I thinking? what is different about how you are just working these parties in your favor? Like, what are you saying to people? What's your go-to, like – um, first and foremost, it's just, if I can give any advice, it would just be, or just be organic, be yourself. Yeah. You know, um, it, it sounds really stupid. It sounds cliche, but it's real. Like, and like you have to have an objective going in there. Right. Right. I mean, not by now, like everybody knows why I'm there. Right. They right. know I'm a part of an inspection company, but I mean, I'm not going to keep selling inspections. Like 
Yeah. I want to sell good business. Right. So at the end of the day, like I'm really thinking about like, who do I need to meet that I haven't spoke with? Who's that person like you named that's in the corner that's not speaking? Right. Let me go speak to them. Right. Let me take them over. Let me buy you a glass of wine. Well, and you can you be everyone's friend. Yeah. Like as a realtor, sometimes it's sometimes hard because realtors get defensive or I don't know. I don't Correct. know what it is. But in your, for you, it's like you could be, you could literally help everyone's business in that room. Yeah. And there's no one that should be unwilling to talk to you. Like you got the company cards, you can throw a few drinks out there. You know, you can, you can make everyone happy. Right. But I look at it like if we're talking from a sales standpoint, I'm looking at like, Hey, we're planting seeds here. Yeah. I don't really need to sell inspections yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may not use me yet. You may not even have another transaction for six months. I don't know. Right. You know? So like, I'm just like, Hey, now you know me, you've seen me once. Now I'm not a stranger. Now, next time I see you, we can talk as friends. I can hear more about you and your mm-hmm. personal life and what you do. Like, What's your follow-up like? So do you have a system, a routine where, like, let's say you meet people at a party. Are you are you, are you you taking mental notes? Are you taking notes in your phone somewhere of people to add to social media, to add to your system? Like, what do you what do you do in there? Is it just all memory? Most of it's memory, honestly. Okay. Like Look um, back at photos and be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's I remember funny. that person. Yeah. No, if, especially if I have like a one-on-one conversation, I think it's a special gift of mine. I can tap back into that conversation yep. that I had. You might be the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't really need to do notes. And, I, and my notes do say like, hey, like not you, like we talk all the time, but yeah. like other people I might say, hey, they have two kids play soccer. So next yeah. time I go to that actual meeting, yeah. I have those on my list. Yep. It's kind of like how you guys do with clients. Yeah. And, and is most of your follow-up via uh, text. Like text and then social media? Text and social media. Um, no disrespect. If they're a little older, um, I'll send an email. Yep. But yep. other than that. You um, haven't sent me an email yet, so I feel like I'm still kind of young. No, you have my actual number. I know I do. I made you give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, how many realtors have your actual number? I'm like, two. I'm like, I want to be number three, baby. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Am I texting you on your actual number? Correct. Am I? Yeah, you don't, I don't, I've never even, uh, I don't even know if you have my work number anymore, do you? I, I probably do, but I. Yeah, no, it's all right. I have, uh, I have gone past the, the work relationship. I'm yeah, gonna, we're, we're way past yeah, that. Yeah, way past that. Um, yeah, so like to answer your question, I, I really just go in that room to plant seeds mm-hmm. and um, build a real relationship. Okay, let's say there's you and then another hype guy. Okay. From, and I don't want to keep saying hype guy, it's a bad thing. Social a media. relationship manager from another company. What is the one thing that makes you different? Than the and than anyone else in your opinion, what is it? Is it your way that you connect with people? Is it is it your authenticity, like you said? Is it the 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 your relentless follow up and making sure that you see them again? Like, what is it? Um, I I've been in those rooms. Uh, I think what really sets me apart is that I'm not. Jeez, I don't know the best way to say it, but I'm not just like, say it, baby. Kissing ass. Yeah. You know, like my. You're not whole... pandering for something. No, right? no, not at all. I'm, I'm just there, um, to build the relationship. And, and honestly, my follow up, people probably follow up way better than me. But, I send something short and sweet that's meaningful. Like I'm not gonna send you a whole. Yeah, and it's paragraph. something ab- like it's about the event, about something. your conversation, or it's not Correct. just like, hey, um, just following up about no. the whatever like you're talking about their life or hey a good conversation or something like that right anytime Inside i send a joke. message i say hey i would love to sit down and actually hear more about your business and you mm-hmm. yeah and that's why i leave it at it's fantastic but i mean 
I, there's there's definitely more to the art form that maybe is just that indistinguishable indistinguishable or undescribable trait that you have and I think it's like it's like when when I meet an agent and I tell them like or you know if I'm in my mind like is this person gonna make it or not I yeah. ask them and I already know the answer but I ask them like if I picked you up by your head and just flopped you down the middle of a room full of people would Can you, you work it? Out? Would you talk to everybody, or are you going to be the one that ends up by the bar or in the back corner and, like, looking at your phone? What is it? And most people, no matter what they say, you just can kind of tell they're, they're not the, – they can't work a room. They can't. And that's, like, not a teachable quality. Yeah. It's really not. No, it's not. Because, like, you could teach somebody, but they're going to do it robotic-like. Correct. You know, they're forcing it. Where, like, you just have to – you have to love it. If I ha- – I, I guess it's a – like you said, it's a, it's a trait that I probably just learned along the way, like – I moved, we moved quite a bit growing up. So like I went to a few different schools. Yeah. Like when I lived, I lived with my mom actually until I was 11. Yeah. And then I moved in with my dad full time after yeah. that. So like we moved quite a bit. Like I moved from Burnsville to Plymouth to St. Louis Park yeah. to Minneapolis to back to Blaine. So it's just like. You were forced I'm, to make new friends. Yeah. So I was always forced to be in rooms that are, at first they're uncomfortable. But yeah. when you get older, you learn how to make them comfortable. Yeah. And you kind of find those people that look a little uncomptable and make them comfortable too. I love that. Yeah, I, that is that's a great quality, and um, I do the same thing. Yeah, like I know you do. Like, not even it's not even like it's like a goal in mind. I just see them and I'm like, they should be having fun. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm exactly. like, let's go. You know, um, and, and I think if you can make them feel better just a little bit, it might bring them bring them out of whatever they're in into that fun part of the party, and then you can form even a bigger relationship. But do you do that with, like, even outside of business, do you do that with people? Like, I always find myself doing that. Totally. All the time. If I'm so, like, like, this is silly, and I think a lot of people do this, but I was walking out of the Twin Stadium, and there was a homeless guy, you know, and uh, most homeless people asking for money are doing what? They're standing there with a sign, yeah, or a right? Drum. Or they're doing the drum. And I have respect for the drummers. They're doing something, right? Yeah. But most people are just, like, standing there mm-hmm. with a sign. And... Not that they don't deserve the money, but for me, I'm just like, eh, you know, like work for it a little bit. Like if you want, the, if you want something, go after it. And this guy was literally going up to people. Oh wow! Like in their face, could he didn't talk very good English, but he like he came up to me and he was just like, "Hey, do you have any any spare change at all? Anything you can do? I really need it. You know, God bless you, whatever." And at first, I'm with my kids and my wife, and I'm just like. I, you know, I don't, I'm sorry. And I walked, it took like 20 steps and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, that dude is actually asking. He's like doing it. Yeah. You know? And, and so when I see people that like, they need a little bit of help, especially if they're like trying, like the people. And what I mean by that is these people came to this event. Mm -hmm. They're trying for sure, but they're just like, they need a little help. And I just, I have a soft spot for those people, you know, where I'm just like, I just want to make sure that people see you like hey you're doing it just go keep going go harder you know what i mean and i think that um if i was in that position i would want i'd want i'd feel like i would act the same way i'd be asking for something and i would just need someone's help yeah so i just want to reward that behavior you know but all right pivoting away from from marigold for a minute okay really quick do you have like a morning routine or any sort of routine that you can touch on briefly I have to eat breakfast. Yeah, that's definitely the number one thing. What time do you typically get up? I get up at about, um, I guess, to start my day, probably about seven. Okay. Um, 
It, it kind of depends on like my work schedule. So if I have a meeting, I won't work out in the morning. Yeah. Um, unless I can squeeze one in, because I actually like to take like an hour to an hour and a half down there working out. Yep. In your um, house? Yeah, at my house. Okay. Or at I work out at the gym in Blaine too. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it's one of those. If I don't have a meeting, then I will work out, and then I'll probably start around like nine thirty ten. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like me too. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll typically get out of bed by like. 8.30, but I'll be working in my bed for like 30 minutes yep. easily. I'll just be laying there doing some follow-up or whatever I have to do. And then I take a while to wake up, dude. I'm just, I'm not a morning person at all. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I try to, like this morning I did a, I, I walked mm-hmm. um, and I was sending video texts and posting on social media and all this stuff while walking. Wasn't, I wasn't taking any time for myself, but I was physically Getting out there. doing some things, you know? Um, so yeah, I typically though, I don't like it going until like 9, 30, 10. Yeah, I take you know? a walk, uh, like a half mile walk. Uh, it's not far, but just to get some like stretching in. Yeah. As I'm getting old. St- <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Sitting down now is like a workout. Yeah. I stand up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? My legs feel like they're going to like just snap. Yeah, you're like, like why are my hamstrings so tight? So tight all the time. Yeah. I stretch before I go on a walk. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, I, I stretch after. Sprint. See, I don't stretch after. I get done and I'm like, right in the zone yeah. but uh i should start stretching after i like foam roll like way too much now yeah. it doesn't even make sense i got I'm th- a pair gun i'm oh i have one of those too but uh i'm gonna be 37 in like i don't know two weeks oh wow and it's like dude i don't i shouldn't be like having to foam roll from like sitting on the couch but we're just we're just old man just getting there 37 was old when i was I'm when i was 35 young. in november yeah, you're getting up there, man. Yeah, you're going to be closer to 40. Yeah. Can't Enjoy wait. the last little bit of your youth. I will. <laughs> um, and then after, so uh, my, I always do all my, like, I, I guess I'm similar to you. I do all, like, my follow I'll do my follow-ups from bed or on a walk or yeah. something like that. I really don't reach out to agents till afternoon. Yeah. Because that's, like, I figured out you can catch them on the road easily. Yeah. So, like. For driving. For nobody sure. wants to answer the phone at 10 or 11 for nah. follow-up calls. So, I usually call around, like, do my calls at, like, 1. Do people two, actually pick up the phone when you call? Agents? Um, or 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 do you get better with text? Fifty fifty, um, I would say texts are a little bit better. Yeah, uh, especially if I'm just saying, hey, I think that's one thing we. Uh, I reach out the first two inspections. Yep. I just see how everything went, and then like the fifth one, I take them for coffee. Then the tenth one, I take them for lunch, and then oh. they just continue on. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And do you guys have like a CRM you use? We use Wolfpack, or Wolfpack um, Active Campaign. Mm. So it links with our um, software system Spectora. Okay. So everything's in one. So. And it just will remind you to reach out after the yeah. fifth transaction. Yeah, I just it. get it. E- honestly, Brittany makes my life easy. So they just it my just BFFF? goes right to my email. My former BFFFF. You can have her for now. <laughs> um, okay. So a little morning routine. So it's kind of refreshing to hear that you don't have this, like, rigid morning routine because a lot of people in our industry, like, gloat about it. And I'm like, I don't – correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. This is what I say, and I firmly believe it. I don't give a shit if you have a morning routine or an evening routine. Everybody has some routine, but the people that are like, I'm up at 4 a.m. and I do this and this and this. And I'm just like, I hear you, bro, but I'm up till 2 a.m. Yeah. And I do the same shit that you do. I just sleep in a little bit because I don't like the mornings. Yeah. I'd rather do stuff at night. It's the the same thing. Like the reason people get up early is because the world's not bothering them. Correct. Same thing past like. 9 p.m. Ain't nobody bothering me. No. My kids finally go to sleep. 
I have a little bit of me time. I can do some follow-up and like I do my routine. The only thing you don't really do past nine is work out. So that's the one thing I squeeze in the morning. But otherwise, I don't really think you have to have a morning routine. I, I agree with you. I, don't, I mean, like, I don't know how many. And I, I'm sure people do. But I don't know how many people you're reaching at 6 in the morning. That's the other thing. I always felt really bad sending, like, a text message or something at, like, 6 or 7 a.m. I'm still old school, 9 o'clock. Yeah, dude. I, right like, I'm not calling anybody before 9. No. You know? I'd be and, – and there's times I'm laying in my bed. And I'll get an agent that will call me like eight o'clock in the morning for like a question on a transaction. I'm like, you are out of your mind. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And then they'll call me again. And I'm like, you are really out of your mind. Yeah. Do like the double tap. They'll call me back. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even calling you back now. Just from that. Yeah. Don't, don't call me at 8 a.m. What are yeah, we doing? Nobody's, I mean, I mean, I, 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 whatever, whatever your routine is, go for it. But my thing is like, are you going to work harder than me because you're up at four? I don't, I don't, I'd love to see it. I agree. I, I think we are both proven entities that you don't have to get up at 4 a.m. To, to be successful. Now, maybe we could be more successful, Ron. Who knows? You but can be. I don't. And then I take a day off on Wednesdays. And I've had people in our industry, uh, a lot of people are, are, like, excited for me. But I've had a few be like, you're the only agent I know that takes a day off. Like, you should probably work on Wednesdays. And I'm just like, yeah, you should probably fuck off. Yeah. Do you take Sundays? <laughs> uh, I rarely work weekends. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of agents take Sundays. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to to not work weekends unless you have a team or you have some sort of leverage. Um, I did work weekends forever, but uh, the last, like, five years I really haven't. I just – I have a team where, again, we talked about before we jumped on here, like, I'm willing to pay for my time. Mm -hmm. So I'll give my team members income to go and help me out on the weekends, and they gladly do it, you know. It's just like at some point you got to choose your personal life, your sanity, your family over money. Yeah, over money and you know, you know, there's so much. I mean, you can. Some people and and some people want that life without putting in that work like this. Yep, I know it doesn't really happen. Um, really quick, what's your why, and My where do you why. get your drive from? So I'll give you an example. My why used to be financial freedom for me and my family. Okay, that's what like when you're just getting kicked in the stomach or whatever, and you keep losing. Everybody tells you no. People suck, and you're just in such a bad mood. What what makes you rise from the ashes every time and get back to work and do it better than you were doing before? Like, what pushes you? But, I mean, the, the normal answer would be my kids, right? Yeah. And obviously they do. But I, I don't even put them there because if I'm, I, I, they're already a part of me. Yeah. Right? So, like, I don't really need to put them there, right? Like, especially the people close to me. I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. So my why is just getting up every day. I, I honestly love bringing value to everybody that I'm around. Like, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's going to sound really, really simple, but like, I really want to bring light to the people that I care about and people in business personally, personally and professionally. Yeah. Um, so my drive, um, I don't know. I come from like humble beginnings and uh, my family wasn't always like my, I guess not my intermediate family, but my uncles and stuff like that. They're pretty rough guys. So yeah, like, that's probably my biggest why is like I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. So like this stuff now is easy. Yeah. So you just want to bring people along for the ride with you. Correct. Like people that care about make make their make their lives better. Yeah. Make their jobs easier. Whatever I can do for you, like I, I always feel like I could take care of myself. So yeah. Whatever I can do for you, I would love to do. It's amazing. Um, I've had a few of these podcasts now, and um, there's there's been. Uh, a lot of people go with like the family stuff. There's been only one other person that's like talked about like other people are their driver. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's pretty cool. Like I agree. I'm other people. I care about them, but I'm, I guess I'm a little more selfish than 
than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I do want to, well, why do I run a team? I mean, all this stuff. It's you like, run a team. I, you care about people. I, I, no, I love people. Yeah. But it's like my why, it, like when I'm like getting my ass kicked, I don't envision like my team or something. I envision like my kids or my wife being like, hey, how are we going to pay for the food today? Or how we, you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, that's always been it. But I love, I love the the bringing other people along for the ride. You know? Yeah, I've taken a lot of, I lost a lot of like, and it's inevitable, but I lost a lot of important people in my life mm-hmm. where like, they're, you know, everybody has like those cheerleaders, like you have your yeah. special cheerleaders and like mine are like completely gone. So I had yeah. like, even when my dad passed away, like that was a big transition for me because him and I were like, it came from like dictator, right? As a father yeah. to mentor to like best friends. Yeah. So he was like my greatest friend. Yeah. And then like when he passed away, I had to like, I was like, I can either like go downhill or uphill from there. Yep. So that's kind of like my biggest why is like, I've just seen a lot worse. And yeah. Like I, I think a lot of people put a lot of stress and anxiety and other things on themselves when they can really just push through. Well, yeah, there's not a lot that gets you down because you've seen you've seen some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like... And that's me too, by the way. We easy. could have a whole other podcast on the shit we've probably seen in yeah. our lives. You know, my parents are divorced. My mom's an alcoholic, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I've seen some stuff uh, in my day, and uh, I think as much as it, you know, hey, if I could go back and change some of the stuff that happened uh, when we were children, I would. But would you be you? But that's the thing. It made me, I think, who I am today. So in, in a in a weird way, I have my mom to thank for some of the qualities I have today. You know, yeah. um, my dad gets a lot of the glory. Um, I look at all the tendencies I have, and I feel like I got them from him. But I'm sure the bad things that happened made me tougher. And, like, yeah, I, I think what you're alluding to is, like, something happens in business you're like oh shucks like you know where some people might be devastated and they go into like a hole for like two weeks because they lost a they lost a listing opportunity or they whatever for me i'm like i'll have my five second funeral i call it i'm like that sucks like dang it but But then then i triple down like i'm like i'm like well i'll show this person like i don't know you know (laughs) you Um, get competitive i do yeah dude no like i'll get another one i'll show you yeah i just have to go into facebook for two seconds and i'm like all right all these realtors posting, posting uh, offers accepted and listings and all that stuff. All right, let's get going. You, you know, know what I got? A, and this is a sidebar. I got a lot of respect for you when I we spoke. Um, we were speaking for like, or we had a conversation for about 20 minutes at the winery. Yeah. And I realized how, how competitive you were. Yeah. I realized it there. During the real producer panel, yep. we were in the back talking. Yep. And I was like, this guy's competitive. I like it. Very competitive. But try to do it in a fun way. But, yeah, I just – I. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's competitive, but not to the detriment of others. I think some people like literally just don't care about anyone else, and they're just like, "I got to be first. It's yeah. just like I just think I always know or feel like I can do better. It's like that voice in my back of my head being like, "Hey, good job, but like you could have got more. Go right. back, you know." Um, so it's a it's a blessing and a curse at times, but yeah, you know, us athletes, baby. Yeah, you're successful. Champlain Park Rebels. That's just what they ingrained in us, you know. <laughs> I'm going to switch my head around. <laughs> um, all right. So give me like the one I – mean, we talked about your dad in real estate already a little yep. bit. But give me like the biggest takeaway. You alluded to him being like your mentor. Yeah. Um, one of the other questions I wrote down was like, who's your mentor, your hero, that type of thing. I always – for me, it's always my dad as well. I don't yeah. know if you'd say the same thing. But, um, you know, being that he was in real estate, what's like one big thing that you t- that you – to this day, know it's from him 
that either propels you in life or business? Um, he's a big advocate for, I mean, just work harder than everybody else. I, I think that's really I mean, yeah. the easiest thing. He's like, uh, his biggest like thing was always like, nobody's going to give anything to you. Like, it's just, it's real life. People might, and they might want it back, you know? So he's like, work and go get, you can get whatever you want in this world. You just have to work for it. I love that he added the, that um, they won't give you anything. And if they do, they might want it back. Yeah, That exactly. part's cool. I've never yeah. heard that before. I like that. Yeah, so he, he always gave me those uh, jewels that, you know, at 13, 14, you're like, dude, Julie, you just shut your mouth. <laughs> You know, and then like, now I'm just get, trying to mac on some honeys, daddy. I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know this life advice right now. Yeah. And then you get older. I'm going to like, the NBA, son. Like, what are you talking about? Sense. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. I know. There's so many things like that. And we say the same thing in our team. I always say we, we have a lot of funds, like the work hard, play hard thing. It's like, we have a lot of fun, but we outwork everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. You were always going to outwork everybody in the room. That's what we do here. And that I think came from my dad as well. And that's, you know? Curtis is the same way. Actually. Um, I was a little frustrated. And I was just like, why isn't anybody working? Like, why don't oh they want to gosh. work? You sound like me every day. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, Curtis is like, Ron, you have to realize there's not a lot of people like us that work hard and play hard. Like, nope. I'll party all day. Uh, yeah. But I'm working. Yep. I know. It's amazing. Um, all right. Let's see here. We've answered some of these. All right. Talk about maybe one negative of your business that, like, kind of eats at you a little bit. Uh, and what are some things you've had to overcome? Like, like what are you what are you doing to overcome that? Any advice for people maybe facing similar negatives or demons within their business? Um, it's got to be something that drives you crazy about it. I don't even know if it's a if, if it's a negative towards me. It's yeah. Um, it's a negative like just within the industry, like the agents. Yeah. You know, like a lot of them, um, they don't have time. You know, and then, you know, like, I can do some fact-checking, and, you know, you might have had two houses in the last <laughs> eight months. I'm like, right. you have time, but you're not even giving me an opportunity. Right. I can expand your network at this point. Right. So um, that's kind of – and then, you know, like, um, I don't know. I guess since I've met so many agents, you you realize how to separate the great ones from the okay ones mm-hmm. to the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And you hear so many stories, of, and I, I meet people all the time. I hear clients like – I'm like, who's your agent? And I know that person now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't heard from that guy in two years. I'm yeah. Like, well, this guy's wearing like Louis Vuitton shoes right now. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> that's all they care about. It's like, are we like, are we in this industry for the people still? Or right. Are we in it for your, your persona? Right. Right. So that's welcome to my world, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to recruit agents all day, man. It's uh, whew. There is not a more egotistical bunch of people uh, out there. Oh, man. And uh, I think once people just learn that, like, it's okay because we can fact check. Like, yeah. you're not hiding anything. And that's okay. We all are in the same pool. We're all dealing with the same shit. Correct. We all have good days. We all have bad days. Like, let's all just put our ego aside and try to help each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Just be honest. Um, and it's amazing how many people cannot. And, uh, yes. I, I uh, do not envy your position for that one thing where you literally have to deal with realtors all day. Yeah. And and it can be like the greatest thing. It can be great. But there's days where I'm sure it's just like, dude, what the hell is wrong with these people? Yeah. You know? There are times where you know you walk in events and you're like, I I you know you I know your numbers. I know what you're doing. <laughs> like yeah. It's not like you don't have to come and tell me like I know. Or they or the biggest one I hate is like. 
how are you going to earn my business? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah. You know? So At this point, you just be like, here's a list of all the agents we work with. Yeah. Do you have that? Because you should get that. And just, like, plop it down and be like, so do you want to be a part of the club or not? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. You know, you before, when you first started, you probably had to do a little more pandering and, like, yeah. um, I don't know, not, not, not begging by any means, but, like, you know, oh, selling. Definitely more selling. Where now, honestly, I feel like you could literally show up, have a freaking book. You open it up, there's 300 agents in there, all ranked from production. Correct. And be like, here's all of our clients. When can I schedule you for your first inspection? Yeah. Like, I swear to God. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, and you don't really, like, they're like, well, I, I, I might be able to send you so-and-so. I'm like, I have an agent. I, I won't name him. But he sent me uh, 10 inspections in, like, 12 days to end the year. Wow. He calls me at 12, or he called me at, like, 11 o'clock at night. He's like, can you get it booked for the 31st? I was like, yeah, I got you. Let's go. That's amazing. And then he's like, this is my 80th transaction for the That's year. Incredible. I was like, sweet. Yeah. And he has time for lunch. He has time to do those things. Everybody's got to, everybody's got to eat. Yeah. So any realtors out there or anybody listening, you can't fool us. All no. right. I don't have time. When are you eating lunch? When are you eating <laughs> dinner? I'll I'll show up and I'll just talk to you while you eat because you're not. I mean you're not working. Do you not like free lunch or right. free coffee? Yeah. I just whatever. People are so funny. It's that's, so that's one of the negatives. Yeah. What was the second question? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, any advice or or like like how do you in your mind overcome the like dealing with kind of fake egotistical people sometimes well i think i, I think i learned that skill from bartending yeah for you, sure you learn to be around everybody of different tax brackets right yep so um it it sounds bad but you learn how to like blend in or be a chameleon with those mm-hmm. people and, you know relate with them yeah you relate with them and you just like if i can give any tip it's just to find common ground you have common ground with everybody as much as everybody thinks they're socially awkward or something like that you know you have something in common with that person it's something if it's kids, if it's your kids playing sports, if it's if it's your job, everybody probably worked at a crappy restaurant in their right. lifetime. You know, right. you never know. So well, and everybody hates the Packers or the Vikings. So you can Correct. it's one or the other. Just got to find them. Yeah. And and then there's some unfortunate people that were a Blaine Bangle, and then there's the cool kids that were the Channel Park Rebels. So you just you know yeah, yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mean, but I, I agree with you. There's always something um, that you can relate to to people with. Like you just got to find it. There's something. And and acronym we use in, in our world, which a lot of people have heard of this, is Ford. You ever heard Ford? No. Like how to talk to people? Ford. Okay. Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Okay. So I always tell my team, I'm like, Ford them. Okay. Because they're like, well, how do you create small talk? Like, what are you going to talk about? You meet somebody for the first time, you, you're just standing there awkwardly. Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. So you either ask them, hey, so like, what are you doing for fun this summer? Or what do you what vacations you've been on? Or... You know, hey, what uh, what what does uh, Ron in five years look like? I'm just curious. You're such a cool guy. You know, what do you got planned? Um, how's the job? You know, like it's easy. It's an easy first thing where you can just break down a barrier. Correct. And my dad taught me that, and that is something that, again, um, you you alluded to, like going to different schools. Like I went to a really big school in Champlain Park. I met somebody new every day. There was a bazillion kids in the school. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you talk to these people? Well, Fordham. And that's a pretty diverse school, too. Very diverse. Yeah. yeah. It so, was, yeah, it was. So uh, many different backgrounds. And I told my wife this. I'm just like, I feel like, because she went to Champlain Park, and I'm like, our kids are going to, like, they were going to a Christian school, very small. Yeah. Like 20 kids in their class, mm. and only one grade or one class per grade. So, like, they're with oh, these yeah. people forever. And I'm just like, I love the foundation of the Christian school, but, like, I'm the way I am because of the situations I was put in. 
mm-hmm. and I think that our kids need more exposure. You know, so now they're going. They're going to go to Centennial this year. Nice. Um, and I'm very excited about that because they just need they need the opportunity to meet a bunch of different people. You have to, dude. We I made them watch Remember the Titans yesterday. Oh wow! Because I I want to start exposing them to some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we had a lot of during the movie. I had to pause it like 20 times to like explain. Yeah, because they're like, well, why do they not like them? Because their skin color. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's you talk know, about and they're they're seven and nine, and I think that that's that's healthy conversations to have. Get it in now because they're gonna see. I've been to the school. Okay, yeah. there's there's signs on the wall that say end racism. There's all this stuff, which personally, I don't know how you feel about it. I think that that makes the problem worse. Yeah. By I, by by putting that out there, but whatever yeah. you know, because it's, uh, uh, I think it was Morgan Freeman. There was an interview one time, and it was like. I can't remember what the question was. It was something about racism. Um, how do you feel about racism or something? And he was just like, or no, how do you end racism? And he was like, stop talking about it. Yeah. He's like, every time you ask the question like this, it triggers people. Correct. Just stop talking about it. And everybody treat each other right and we'll be fine. Yeah. But anyways, um, I can't remember why I got on that tangent at this point, but. No, we're just talking about diversity. Yeah, diversity. Yeah. Just, just you got to be put in different situations to learn how to talk to people, and it'll treat you really good in life. I think is the big takeaway there. Correct. Um, don't just sit in your bubble. Like if you go to an event, freaking go and talk to other people. You know, and bring your friends who you went with with you to go meet other people. Yeah. Like, ugh, drives me. Especially in our industry, it drives me bonkers. Well, I had a, I had an agent. Even she was like, "I'm not going to Minneapolis." Like, I asked her to meet like at like. I want to say it was Spy House. It was like mm-hmm. North, North Loop Spy House. Yeah. I was like, whatever. And she's like, I'm not going there. I was like, okay. I mean, like, you're a real estate agent, so do you just not sell houses yeah. there or what? <laughs> like, yeah. I only meet part. people I know yeah. in the North Loop run. It's, it's wild. Um, okay. So this one's kind of funny okay. because you are a socialite. You are a relationship manager, but you're also very mysterious. Oh, man. Why do you say that? Well, because you you said something earlier, um, like when you go to these events, like you're just you just kind of like be yourself, and you're not like, I don't know, you're not like out and like making yourself seen. You're not you're not like yeah. the look at me guy, right? You just naturally kind of chameleon, like you said, and like talk to people. But like you're also mysterious because, like for example, <laughs> at least I couldn't find it. You don't have a Facebook. Nope. Okay. And your Instagram is very work oriented. Correct. There's not a whole lot of Ron Connors family or any of the stuff that I could find anywhere. Yeah. Um, you have two phones. I do. Only three people have your personal <laughs> number, including me. Three agents. Three agents. Say, yeah, okay. Three agents. Go. Which is, by the way, super smart, and I'm going to do the same thing. Um, but like, you're you're mysterious, mysterious guy. Like people know you, but they they know Ron. Marigold Ron. Work Ron. They know the hype guy Ron. Correct. They know the Kevin Hart like saw you slipping on something Ron. Yeah. They don't know like Ron person. Connor. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So like why the hell are you so mysterious? Like are you just <laughs> are you are you is it like a sexy thing? Like you think it no, makes you more no. sexy cuz it does, I'll tell you. Okay. Well. Um it's got to work with the ladies being more mysterious. Um, I'm just, it's just interesting to me. No, I think it's so funny that you say that because so many people have said that to me. It's yeah. Hilarious. You're mysterious, but I love it. Like, wow. I, like don't ever change by the way. Yeah. Cause it makes you more interesting. I don't, um, I don't really like all everybody that has their, okay, this is going to sound really bad. I don't care about everybody's life that much. Right. So like I care about the people that I care about in my personal bubble. 
Like I know. all my like my close friends, I still call them on the phone and do okay. the old school things. Yep. I don't care about Facebook because I don't care if you're eating an apple at three fifteen. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like it during my free time, my free time is not going to be looking into other people's lives. Yeah. So that's why I don't have Facebook. Um, I guess I really like I like to I, I don't Would you consider you're bad. you're an introvert? No. 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 I, I would just say I've always been pretty like well known. Yeah. For like different things. Yeah. So you have to like hold some of yourself in. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like it's not always good that everybody knows everything about you. I agree. It's just because of your your position. Reputation. That's just like what you do for a okay. living. Yeah. Is like connecting with people and like tagging on social and like you know what I mean? Like so it's just it's just it's an interesting dynamic because I feel I would be very similar to you if yeah. I wasn't in my role. Yeah. Because like I say all the time, like I have a love hate relationship with social media. It's great. It's made us made me lots of money over the years, but it's a burden because you have to be so dialed in all the time on yeah. it. And it's like, if I wasn't a real estate agent, I would a thousand percent, I would have, I'd have a Facebook, but the shit would be locked down yeah. and I would <laughs> have like, would I'd have like down. 20 friends Yeah, and like, it would just be for me to literally like have a time capsule of my kids moments basically Yeah, forever. That's the only reason I even like post my kids stuff on Facebook is cause I just want to be able to look back, you know? Cause we don't have like photo albums and shit anymore. anymore and i'm not i can't keep them all on my phone i mean my mom gave me an old one but yeah, yeah i mean i have a ton yeah. yeah i have like 20 but i'm not gonna do that to my kids that's way too much time my parents love me way more apparently and i love my kids because i'm not gonna sit and no. put photos in a photo album no we're not hell no but yeah i just i just i, I was thinking about questions last night and i'm like he's just mysterious he's like he's like batman yeah I could see that. That's, that might be my new nickname. <laughs> no, I, I just really, I, I really enjoy the people that I enjoy. And I really don't, it sounds bad, but I don't care about everybody, what's going on. It's not, it doesn't day. sound bad. Dude, you know what that is? That's wisdom. Yeah. Anybody that's listening that's like under 30 wants to understand that. No. As soon as you hit like a certain age at 30, I swear, you're just like, your brain's just like, I don't give a fuck. But like, if, like, if you, I've always been like, I don't, I have Snapchat. Even when you were younger? Close friends. I've always been like that. Like, okay. I always keep the people I need close and then. Those are the kind of people that I, like I reach out to. If I'm having a sad day, I'm not going to be that guy that's like on Instagram like trying to inspire others to get through their sad day. Like it's just not going to be me ever. Yeah. I do Instagram for work. Yeah. Because I don't have a personal Instagram. Yeah. I put those pictures out there for my job. I know. So that's the only reason I have Instagram. I know I know what you're doing. I yeah. just, it's just fun. It's just mysterious. No, I yeah, it. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And I uh, another thing if I can add on, it's just like I enjoy those one-on-one conversations more. Even though I'm in a room full of people, yeah, I'm not like talking to five people at a time. No, it's usually one-on-one. Yeah, you you are always like kind of singling people out, which is good. Uh, really quick, what do you like to do for fun? Um, drink wine. Drink wine and um, coach coach my son. Coach that's your son. That's a huge thing. I and I don't really enjoy coaching him that much. I enjoy coaching the team because yeah. him and I do a lot of work outside of it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Talk about just briefly coaching um, and like just maybe you can kind of combine it with like parenting like what, what's your philosophy with with your kids uh your personal kids and then your kids on the team uh personal kids uh just just um hopefully i can inspire them to you know work work as hard as me and then also you know change the traje- or trajectory of their life too mm-hmm. so like that's my biggest thing for them it's just like hey let's learn to be decent human beings yeah and um i think that takes it a long way and the kids um you never know their backgrounds the kids i'm coaching so um if you could be a role model 
father figure, guardian, or whatever. Yeah. Um, just be that cool person that they connect. They can connect with because everybody has that coach that they remember back in the day. Like I still hey, remember mine. Changed my life. What's Bob Pel- Bob Peltier. Oh, that name sounds. So Bob familiar. Peltier. He. Um, th- there's actually a Ron Peltier that was uh, Home Services of America like owner. Mm. Very like he died in realty, but Bob Peltier is a coach from Champlin. Okay. Uh, him and his son Joey. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was my baseball little league baseball coach for like four or five years um, growing up, maybe six. And, like, I don't, I don't know what it was, but he just had a great way of relating with everybody and was I loved playing for him. You know what I mean? That's just a, a, good, just a great a guy. Your life. Yeah, he did. It was so much fun to, like, go to play baseball, you know? Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's see here. This one's uh, sometimes a hard one for people to answer, but – and maybe, maybe you already answered this, but what would you say is the best advice you've ever received? Um, best re- advice might be from my uncle and he says um, what's the best way how does he say it um, he says only a fool doesn't accept free knowledge um, and he's like you can always learn from anybody so like I, I really took that to heart growing up and just like everybody thinks like because you're doing way better than somebody isn't that doesn't mean they can't teach you anything totally so um, that was a big that's, that's probably the biggest thing what I was the quote again only a fool doesn't accept free knowledge. I love that. Yeah. It's my new EXP slogan. Oh, man. For agent, for agent attraction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this free game. Ron right Connor says. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I, I do love that because, yeah, you can learn something from anybody. Yeah. Like the like the homeless guy I talked to, you know, mentioned earlier. I'm sure there's something you can teach me about life. For sure. If I sat down for five minutes. Definitely. He'd put some in perspective, and I'd be like, shit, man. So, yeah, I love uh, I love. What's learning your, what's the best advice you've ever gotten gosh yeah that's a hard one um these questions were for you not for me i know i was curious I like um i like to learn gosh best advice well so i mean just to kind of tie into the podcast and i say this to my team team members all the time but the the name of this podcast is be the obvious choice when i was learning how to uh make it in real estate my dad was my manager and early on i'm just like sitting here just like you know, okay, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, well, you got to fill your calendar with appointments. And I'm like, okay. I was like 18 when I got my license. I'm like, uh, I don't know how to do that. Like, why would somebody want to meet with me? Like, I'm too young, like whatever. And he's just like, and he had like this little cutout of like out of a magazine. And I don't remember exactly what it said, but the title was, you got to be the obvious choice. And he like handed it to me and he's like, just the only way that anybody's going to ever want to meet with you is if you're the obvious reason that that they should meet with you. Like, you're the guy. So you need to do that every single day. And everything that you do, be the obvious choice. Yeah. So for me, it's always stuck with me. I'm just like, am I, for the people I want to be in front of in my business, am I, am I the obvious person they should be reaching out to, or, or is there someone else? And if there is somebody else, how do I become the obvious choice for them? Yeah. So that one just always kind of fuels me. In, in every facet. It's not just business. It could be with my kids. You know, how do I become the obvious choice for when my son is 35 years old sitting on a podcast someday saying that my dad was my hero or is my hero? Like, how do I become that person? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's probably the biggest one for me. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. What does the future hold for Ron Connor? What's your five-year goal or plan? What does it look like when you're 40? Oh, man. Um. You know, like I, I had a, uh, I guess it sounds. I had a three or four year plan, 
initially mm-hmm. when I started Marigold um, to get everything going. Yeah. So I'm letting that really just drive me. I'm going to see where that car takes me. Um, yeah. And I'm open to anything. I've had a, um, quite a few offers here and there. <laughs> I'm so, sure you have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you never know. I might look into some of those. But, yeah. Um, uh, it's up for grabs right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's I kind of an exciting place to be. Yeah. It's good to have just kind of endless opportunities that you're just not really sure what direction you want to go. Yeah, so, well, doors, yeah. Are, a lot of, I, I really can't say it right now, but like, like a few doors have opened up for me here yeah. and there just from being with this company. So, yeah. Um, and building connections to everybody. Well, and rightfully so. I appreciate you. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a reason why you were one of the first few people I wrote down on my list of guests I want on my podcast. Is like, you just... There's something about you. You just do a good job, dude. Mysterious. You're, you're mysterious. It's a Batman. <laughs> Batman. The Batman Terminator guy. All right. So now we're to the really kind of fun uh, part. I call this the lightning round. So it's more like short answers, maybe one answer. Okay. Uh, if you want to give one answer, then a quick explanation, okay. you know, anything like that. And then we'll be wrapped up. So for those of you still awesome. listening, thank you. Um, and I hope you learned something from Mr. Ron Connor, uh, he is uh, a legend and a, leg- a living legend that one day we'll all be like, oh shit, did you do a podcast with Ron Connor? Jeez, man. That's what it's going to be. Man, I might have to get my own podcast and interview. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, I'd be on anytime, buddy. Um, okay, so really quick uh, lightning round. First question best aspect of your job? Flexibility. Flexibility. In what way? Like- Curtis gives me a lot of flexibility because he's not over my back all damn day. Yeah. Yeah, he just trusts you. He just trusts me. And if you're bringing in number, are you going to check on somebody bringing in numbers? No. no. So it's the same thing I have with Kayla, my assistant yeah. or my uh, COO. She runs my business. And I was just like, you know, yeah, I didn't really hear from you this day, but I know you're not slacking off. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a big part of this business just like you are for Curtis. So yeah, I totally get that. What's the most common thing or myth you hear about in your industry? Like whether it's inspections, maybe start there. Like, so for example, the thing that came to mind when I was writing this question down was like, you know, clients, sellers or, or buyers, they're like, well, I need to get an inspection. Cause like, they basically don't think you guys miss anything. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey, they're just, they're human beings. Like people right. miss stuff and it's not a foolproof thing, regardless if you get an inspection. Right. So for me, that's like something I constantly hear about the inspection community that I have to like set expectations on like, Hey. They they might still miss something, so it's not perfect, right? So for you, like in your industry, what is something you commonly hear about or a myth that you want to dispel? That um, radon is not real. That's probably the biggest <laughs> one. People I, actually say radon's not oh real. Oh man, I get agents that say it. I get um, clients that call when I'm booking their inspection. They're like, "Well, it's not even real, is it?" Oh my gosh. I'm like, I mean, I don't think it's made up. Radon it, is real, folks. It's real. Radon you know, is real. It's the second leading. A 64? 64. Holy shit, that might be the highest I've ever heard. Yeah. Where was that? Like, what city? Uh, Southwest. Uh, I want to say near Shakopee. Is that common down there? Yeah. Southwest? Really shit, common. man. Um, yeah, so radon, just so everyone's aware, is the second leading cause of lung cancer, at least when I looked like five years ago. No, it still is. Um, and cigarettes is obviously like yep. high. But it's like, it was like smoking. I can't remember the level. It was like, I think if it was like an eight, it was like smoking like two packs of cigarettes a day or something. Oh, wow. If you, like, lived in the basement, you know what I mean? Your whole life. Yeah. 64. 64. Damn. Um, most annoying thing about realtors. I think we already talked about this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We did talk about it. It's, um, like, fake life. Yeah. The, the, the facade is probably the most annoying thing yeah. when you know. Yeah. You know. Well, and even if you don't know, you know. Like, we're just, 
we're not that Are you fancy. doing it for your clothes or are you doing it for your people? I guess the most annoying thing, what I always say to agents, especially new ones, I'm like, you're not doing heart surgery. Right. You know, you're, you are helping somebody in their life. You're helping Absolutely. them transition. But um, you, we didn't go to, you didn't go to school to be a doctor. No. So. No, you did not. Um, how would people closest to you describe you? Like your best friends? Um, I would probably say loyal. Loyal? Um, yeah, I'd probably say loyal. Loyal. Obviously funny. Charming, sexy. Sexy. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Smells super good. And 5'11's <laughs> tall. 5'11's <know>? massive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm 5'10", so I can relate. And in the, in the uh, uh, guide for the football uh, for high school, six foot. Nice. Yeah, baby. But I, I, I was probably, I guess another thing they'd probably call me nuts. They probably say it's crazy. A lot of them, because I don't really, I don't sleep much. Yeah. So like, what's I, your average sleep? Probably like five hours. Really? Yeah, that's not very much. It's been like that my whole life. I get up, I party hard, and then I get back. So up me calling you the Terminator, Ron Connor, the Terminator. It's pretty accurate. That's pretty. You're like a machine, bro. Almost. Freaking love it. All right. If you won ten million dollars tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Um. I'd definitely get a bigger house. Um, I know a realtor for that. Yeah, I can find. <laughs> I probably could find one somewhere. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know a bigger house. I I'm pretty simple. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy much. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do anything else with it? Like I try to make more. Yeah. Yeah. So That'd be my number one goal. Yeah. yeah. I'd get the stuff I need, and then let's figure this out. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you would uh, be on the investment train. Uh, I wrote down who's your mentor slash hero. Uh, my dad. Probably your dad? Yeah. Yep, for obvious reasons. Most memorable experience you've ever had? Jeez. I know, right? This one's kind of hard. Memorable experience. I mean, the Kevin Hart one's probably Kevin good. Hart's pretty big. Um, kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I should have said, take the kids out of it. Take the kids out that's of it. Always, it's always number one for sure, like watching your children. It's number born. one, but like I was just like, man, uh, that's, that's scary for me, man. I'm like, <laughs> You're like amazed like, and also like, holy shit, what just happened? This is, everybody's like, this is beautiful. I'm like, Ugh. well, oh, yeah, yeah, there is area, yeah. but no, it's it's great when you have kids. Um, I guess Kevin Hart was a big one, um, traveling quite a bit. Um, you did, I mean, just doing music. Hotels aren't what they are cracked up to be. Everybody thinks it's so fun to live in hotels. It's really not that. No. Fun. So I, I guess just traveling, exploring. Like anytime I go to a different state or city, I like to really immerse myself with the people and get their kind of food and their yeah. bar, wherever they do. So yeah. um, Chicago, I forgot the name of the bar, but they have the blood, best Bloody Marys I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. In Chicago? Yeah. So you just you just love to travel, love some Bloody Marys? Yeah, I love traveling. I mean, I love Bloody Marys. I don't know. It, that's tough, man. It is a hard one. That's really like tough for me. If somebody answer. asked me that, I don't know if I'd be able to answer it right now. So I'm that, still making memories. Though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could have said this podcast, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, do you own your house? Yeah. Okay. So I bought my I, house in 2013. All right. Perfect. So when you bought your house in 2013, mm -hmm. did you get an inspection? Yep. Had a boy. Do I remember the guy? Nope. Nope. And he was old and grumpy and. I really wish you'd have said no, that you didn't get an inspection. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there last night, I'm like, ooh, this would be a fun one. I didn't have a traditional process, though. Okay. My dad, I bought it from my dad doing gotcha. a, um, a flip. Okay. So um, So your dad flipped it and sold it to you? Yeah. Okay. So he did, it was foreclosed for like a couple of years, mm. and he went through and like I picked paint, picked countertops, everything. So and are you, I'm, you're in Blaine? I'm in Coon Rapids. Coon Rapids. Yeah, right by the city hall. Okay. Um, are you a Vikings fan? Uh, I guess by default. I'm like, more of like a, like a, I was a Tom Brady fan. Too. Yeah, so you're like more like the best player 
Like you appreciate like top players. I appreciate top players. I appreciate like people that are grinders too. Like, though. what are your thoughts? Like, who who's your favorite player right now? Everybody hates. Uh, I I, got, I like Mahomes. I like Mahomes. He's Mahomes. A I love Mahomes. And like, dude, I like J- Rodgers. I can't. Jalen Hurts is a beast too. He's a beast. I love watching that guy. Not a ton of a, per, a ton of personality with him, no. but he's just so good. I like Aaron Rodgers. I can't lie. As much as I should dislike Aaron Rodgers, I do kind of like him. Dude, he throws that ball. It's like so pretty. Every I know. Time. It's just a I know. flick. I know. And he's he's you can't hate talent. Like he's just so good. But I love when he loses too because he is such a whiny baby. He's not nearly as whiny as Jay Cutler was. Yeah. But he's still like Jay you, Cutler was horrible. Oh, he was the worst. Dude. He was by <laughs> far the worst. Like. But that's why it was fun to watch him and hate him because he would just complain the whole you time. You remember that game he just quit? Yeah. He's just like, I'm not just, playing. I'm just out. I think he got, like, hit in the chin or something. Yeah. He was just like, I'm done. Um, but anyways, the reason I ask uh, about the Vikings is I wrote down, what do you think their record's going to be this year? Because last um, year was 13-3, and three, I believe. 13-3. I'm going to go um, – wait, are they – they're playing 17 weeks now, right? Yeah. So 13-3. Uh, I, I get the – I bet they get 11 wins. Yeah, that's why I said like 10-11. I don't know the strength of our schedule, but... Um, well, we finished first in our division, so we play, you know, a tougher tougher couple games than the rest of the division, that's for sure. But, like, I just... Our defense was horrible last year. Yeah, we shipped off everybody. And we got rid of everybody, so that makes me nervous. And But we replaced it with a better strategy, I hope. So, like, I, it just can't be any worse of a defense, I hope. No cook, no Thielen. That's I love Thielen, but I love he he was he was half the man he was last year. He like he normally yeah. would. He just he was hurt, so you know whatever. I'm sure he'll have success in Carolina and he'll probably like live there because it's way better than Minnesota. Yeah, but um, I'm excited. I love uh, obviously Justin Jefferson, but then KJ he he really stepped up. He saw it. And Hawkinson's uh, a man though. Hawkinson he's great. I love Hawkinson and Kirk, dude. Big balls, Kirk. Yeah, that's that's his name, by the way. We ever everybody, everybody needs to start calling him Big Balls Kirk. Isn't it? Is it Colts Cash? Did you see that one? No. They, <laughs> he had a yellow shirt on during the press conference, and they're like, "Kirk Cousins is balling out on Colts Cash." <laughs> I did see <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, this, I saw the quarterback show on Netflix, uh, and he, his wife's just like, "We're normal people. Yeah, we go to Target." Yeah, I know. It, that was such a the quarterback uh, documentary is awesome. Um, all right, so yeah, we're on the same page there. Ten, eleven wins. Uh, Caribou or Starbucks? Neither. All right, so you said, like, local business. Yeah, I like local. If you had to f- choose one. If I had to choose, I'd choose caribou. boy. That's the right answer. Uh, favorite food? Oh, jeez. I love, like, um, traditional cuisine. I like uh, Vietnamese food a lot. Oh, really? Italian food a lot. Okay. I go to, like, hole-in-the-wall spots for those. See, so, this actually, is that mysterious Batman shit, I'm <laughs> telling you. Um, what's the place up here? Uh, Stone. Stone Yeah. yeah. Yep, right that by Jersey good. Mike's and yeah. uh, Verizon store, yeah. I went there one time with Danny Truong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't for me, but it was an experience. I'm just, I don't know, wasn't my thing. What do you like? Pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like pretty this. simple. I go to Chanticleer quite a bit. Dude, yeah, that's right over by you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Chanticleer's delicious. Um, favorite meal. Now, these are like, so like favorite last meal. Last meal. What would it be? Big seafood guy. I'd probably do like a seafood boil. I love those. Like what's in your seafood boil? All of it. Anything? Like, Octopus? I like I like all that. Dude. Yeah? I like calamari. I like... Um, you got lobster in there, lobster, right? Lobster, crab. I like you the have crawfish uh, in the, there. Yeah, crawfish in there. I like scallops. Scal- oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Shrimp. That's all. If you want, I, that's all I really eat. I, I don't really, I eat meat like twice a week. I I, otherwise, I, eat, like, I love seafood. seafood. So good. Yeah. Um, favorite realtor? Oh, man. Obviously, <laughs> you. <laughs> Obviously. I wasn't going to make you answer that one. But yes, I, I you. Uh, it's like a grandparent with grandkids. Like, dude, I have to say who's in front of me. I put a smiley face next to it because I knew you weren't, like, that's not even possible to answer it. Um, but it is me in case anybody didn't hear him say that. Um, you said you traveled a little bit. What's your best vacation spot? Best vacation spot. Um, my uncle lives down in Smyrna, um, Smyrna. Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I never heard of that. They call it's like 20 minutes outside of, um, um, Atlanta. Okay. So it's a nice suburb. I think they just built a new ball field down there. Okay. Um, He's a, um, we're really close, so I love hanging out down there with him. Yeah, what do you guys, like, do? Like, what, what, what makes it memorable? Um, we're, my family's really big into boxing. Really? Yeah. I, dude, I love, like, live boxing. Yeah. Watching boxing is, like, eh. If it's live boxing fight, is yeah. sweet. Yeah, live boxing's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we really, like, we get down. He comes up for the fights, or I'll go down for the fights and hang out. That's pretty, I mean, I'm a pretty relaxed guy, man. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of partying in my life. Yeah. So is it is it like legit like boxing or is it like the uh, Golden Gloves type stuff? No, it's a legit boxing. Okay. It's usually like for the big matches. What's like the amateur like like downtown Anoka? They'll do some boxing sometimes. What's that called? I don't. Know. I went to something when I was like in high school. Okay. And it was like like people that didn't even know how to fight basically. Oh no. But it was so entertaining to watch because people are just getting freaking knocked out cold because yeah they don't know they just fight. they're not defending they're just swinging yeah and I was like. Whatever this was, I want to take my kids to it one time because it was <laughs> hilarious. I seen amateur wrestling one time in Stillwater. That was yeah, the dude. most wild thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> dude. So sidebar, me and my I'm a big wrestling fan actually. Um, like back in the day. Yeah, well, and I, I'll still I still like I actually follow it vicariously through like TikTok now. Okay. Like I just I there's a couple guys that like they watch it and then they recap it. So I I always know what's going on, but I don't ever sit down and actually watch it anymore. But yeah, back in the day, like every Monday Night Raw, oh, yeah. I put in a pizza. I would I would eat the whole pizza <laughs> and watch Monday Night Raw, dude. It was like, and then and then Monday Night Football is like the greatest time of my life. But uh, <laughs> my buddy sent me this video recently, and there's some wild amateur wrestling right now. Yes. There was one. Um, so there, I've seen two. One was a referee in the middle of the ring, and it was an Invisible Man versus an Invisible Man. So it was the referee pretending there were two invisible men fighting, and like there's a crowd, and the crowd's like going nuts, right? Oh my god! And then like 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 one of the invisible men hits the ref in the back of the head, so the ref's like selling it, you know. And then he got thrown through a table. <laughs> the the invisible man got thrown through a table, so like you'd see the ref like he'd look at him like, no, like, he's like <laughs> tell him don't do it. And then all of a sudden he looks at the table, and he's like, oh, and like they had something rigged to the table where it like just like snapped without anybody touching it. Oh, wow. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. But the best one was a man versus a camping tent. What? Look this shit up, I dude. I got to see this. It's hilarious. I will be he got, he got He got beat by a camping tent. Dude, I will be in tears <laughs> if I watch that. I don't need to watch that. There's some wild amateur wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler all time? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, man. It's not even close. Mine's probably Shawn Michaels. Really? Shawn Michaels. I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's so entertaining, but Stone Cold, dude, he was... NWO. Oh, my like gosh. My life. I NWO. Thought, I thought I was them for a little bit. You know? NWO, baby. Sweet. <laughs> Get Scott Hall just yeah. <laughs> picking somebody. Yeah, dude. Uh, all those guys, I love. I love that whole era. The Attitude Era was insane. 
So sad that it's not here anymore. Um, favorite restaurant in Blaine because I live in Blaine, and a lot of the people I have on this are from it's, Blaine. It's an easy. What is it, baby? Bricks. Bricks. What's your go-to at Bricks? Well, see, and like, that, why is we've it? We've gotten old, yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm like, hey, Tyler, let's go split some appetizers. Yeah. I never get a whole meal. Ever, yeah. Ever. That's um, smart. I love bricks, and I'm a huge fan of soups, and, and they have different soups all the time. God, you were so old. I know. I eat Wine and everywhere. soups and split. Soup do you split the soup? Do you each have a no, straw? No, I don't split the soup, but <laughs> I love soup. Like, every restaurant, Curtis makes fun of me. He's like, what's your soup? Just to do yeah. your own. I'm like, I'm going to order What's your favorite soup? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, actually, uh, I like the soup at Toscana. Mm. It's probably my favorite. I'm a big broccoli cheddar guy from Panera. That's solid. It slaps. Hard. It slaps. Yeah. Olive Garden, Zupa Toscana. I'll bring you some. Zupa Toscana. It's from Olive Garden. Yeah. Okay. Or does a, does uh, Zupa's have it? The new Zupa's? There's a know. restaurant called Zupa's. Think, yeah. No. Hmm. I would not have taken you for a uh, soup guy. I am. I'm old. Um, so Bricks has a great soup and app. Um, what's your fa- Okay. So this is kind of a weird one. Favorite drink. Okay. Okay. But it's a, it's a two-parter. It's a favorite drink and favorite spot to have it. Because I personally feel like, like a Bloody Mary is good, right? Okay. But, but my favorite drink, because of the place I would have it, would be like an old fashioned, at Burn by Rocky Patel in Mercado in Florida, because it's a big cigar bar, and you feel like a freaking badass. Okay. It's all you dim in there, cigars. huh? You smoke cigars? Every now and then, yeah. Yeah, me too. Couple, probably like two, three, four a year. I don't like do it a ton, but on occasion. But like when. When I think of, like, what's the best place I've ever had a drink? Like, sitting there, dude, you feel like Tony Montana. Just, like, yeah. the high-backed smoking chair. It's all dim. The bar's all orange. And you're just, yeah. dude, that was I it for me. I think my place is actually in Chicago. I just went in. Oh, sorry. In October. Um, I think the place was called the Cabana. The Cabana. Okay. You been there? Mm-mm. It's River North. In Chicago? In Chicago. River North. I haven't been in Chicago in a long time. We should go. We should go. River North is like, I wish they had somewhere like this in Minnesota. So like all the restaurants are lined up and you can eat in the street. So I you're like that. walking a, um, up the avenue, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they had these things called, um, I'm not going to say it right. They're like Caparinas. Okay. Um, it's almost like a mojito. Okay. But it's like, I don't even know what the alcohol they use. It's almost like a mojito, but it's like raw sugar cane and mm-hmm. then like limes. So Sign me up. This is so good. Yeah. And they're really strong. But like, well, that's even better. Yeah. But then, but the place is sitting at the bar. The and place. And is it open, like outdoor it's bar? It's open. So I guess the place would be, the bar is inside actually. Okay. But there's like a, the patio is the street. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, is it like skyscrapers? Yeah. All skyscrapers yeah. everywhere. It's, that would be it's sweet. awesome. Or I had a martini at the John Hancock there too. Mm. Um it was like a chocolate martini, which I would never drink, but I was on the 96th floor, so like it right. makes sense. That actually spiked my memory. We were in New York City one time, and we went to this like old school, like it was. It would be like a, like a 1920s bar, okay. way up in some skyscraper. I don't know where it was, but they had like live music, and you're like overlooking New York City. Yeah. And again, old fashioned, but like that was another good spot where it's just like. Dude, this is like, this is like I'm in a movie right now. Like it was just super cool. But all right, few more for you. Yep. Um, favorite thing to do in Blaine, in if you had Blaine. to pick, like, is it is it going out to eat? Is it 
Is it going somewhere else? Is there a spot you frequent that you like to have fun at? Jeez. No, I don't. I mean. Maybe it's Target. I, I do go to Target in Blaine, so. <laughs> For my wife, it's Target. That She's is like, mine, yeah, too, Target. actually, yeah. probably. But, like, I, I, I avoid Wild Bills at all costs because I went to Blaine. Yeah. So, like, no, I don't, I don't really need it. high school reunion. No, yeah. I don't want that. So, like, probably, I mean, that sounds bad, but shout out to Ash. Uh, I like Target, too. <laughs> um, Here's a fun game to play. Yeah, I don't know. Just if you're super bored one day. What's that? Go into Target. Okay. Walk down every aisle without buying something and leave. I've done it once. Oh, you can't do that. I did it. That's painful. I was so, I was having a really bad day, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just <laughs> going to go to Target. <laughs> and I walked around and like out of spite, I was in that bad of a mood. I'm like, I'm not fucking buying anything here, Target. Oh like God. I was just like mad at the world that day. <laughs> I usually spend a hundred bucks, but not yeah. today. I was like, uh-uh. My wife needs that. Not getting it for her. Like, I was, you know what I mean? She texts you a grocery list. Still not good. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I went to Target today. Didn't buy shit. <laughs> Took me 25 minutes. I think I'm the there. only human being to accomplish that feat. So I'm just saying, if you can do it, let yeah. me know. I no, I, I might try it. Maybe I don't know. It's I, hard. I like Target. I love Target. I, I don't know. Like Blaine doesn't. That's what they. Do. I know. There's I know. nowhere to like. There's really some stuff out. coming, bro. There's some stuff coming. Does I'm gonna have. Do they have a hole in the wall bar? Uh, I mean, down by like Northtown, there's there's a there's some hole in the wall like billiard rooms and stuff like that that are kind of cool. Oh really? Yeah, down it's it might even be, it might be Coon Rapids. It's like right on the border. CR billiards. Yeah. yeah is it? Dude, that place is sweet. I like that place a lot. Cheap food. I go to Bear House or Chanticleer. It's probably one of my favorite places to drink in the North Metro. <laughs> Yeah, gosh, I don't really go to too many like hole in the wall places. Um, I'm gonna go Johnny Walker's like 575 there, so that's why I go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. just Johnny Walker straight, Johnny Walker Black on the right. Nice. Um, but yeah, well, I'm having the mayor and uh, city council member on here. Oh, nice. and we're gonna dive into what's going on in Blaine because there's some sweet things coming, dude. Heck yeah, so stay tuned. Um, do you have any hidden talents? Oh man. Hidden talents. Like, well, you can rap. I can rap. I guess that's a. I mean, it's hidden. Can you beatbox? Can no, you, I can't beatbox. Can beatbox. No, 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 no. Jeez, I, I wasn't expecting that question. That's a hard one because, like, I feel like I'm pretty cool, but I don't think I have any hidden talents. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm like, a pretty solid person. I'm, I'm really good at video games. Like, that's not really yeah. a hidden talent. I don't know. People probably say I'm really, um, like, twitchy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, quick reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I I guess I used to box a little bit growing up, so. Okay. Yeah. She got that I quick tell. twitch. Yeah. I like that. Now you go to do it, though, and you blow a hammy. Yeah, no. You ever pulled a hammy, by the way? Yes. Dude. I used to think athletes were babies. I was right. Like, dude, quit fucking crying. I know. your hamstring. And then I pulled mine. It was when did you pull months. one? Like, last year. Okay. So that was me, too. Like, basically, when I turned 35, 34, I was playing softball. What, the one time a year I play? Yeah. Pulled a hammy. It was horrible. Months. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is what a pulled hammy. I thought it, like, tore something. Like, no, it's just pulled hammy. I'm like, oh, I see why people sit out for, like, three games in the NFL now because of a pulled yeah, hammy. I used to think they were babies. Totally did. And and I had never pulled a hammy until mid-30s. Me either. Ever. And then the next year, the softball tournament, same freaking thing. I was like, are you kidding me? You pulled it? Pulled it again. Jeez. Yeah. So me and the sprinting days are done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, to 75%. The quick, it's the quick. It's the quick yeah, twitch. You can't. Ugh. And it's so bad. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a ball yeah, it's just in like your hammy. It just right hurts. It's so tight. Ugh. 
Um, <laughs> I know this one already. Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok? If you just pick one. Snapchat? <laughs> I like oh, that's an acceptable answer. In, Instagram probably. Insta. It works, it works well, but Snapchat's like the. Are you on TikTok? No. Oh, bro. There's some you? good shit on TikTok. I heard there is. It's, it's funny. It's just so funny. It's a time waster though. So like. I like Snapchat because like, if I'm gonna send something like, it's something that you and I are gonna get, and it's gonna be hilarious. Right. You know. Right. No, I get it. Um. You answered that one. What show are you binging right now, or have you binged I, recently? I just got done um, watching Hijack. Hijack. On Apple oh, TV. Okay. Um, Idris Elba. Okay. Um, the plane. I love Idris Elba. Okay. So. It's about a plane that gets hijacked? Yeah. Sweet. Um, and I just started Blackbird, like, two nights ago. Okay. I like that. Yep. I didn't see it. Yep. Yet, so. um, I'm really into Suits currently. They just put that on Netflix. I heard that's good. I'm in season four. It's pretty good. Um. But yeah, some people, it's amazing how many people don't watch TV, but I like it. I love it. Do you read books? Um, Audible. What's your best book recommendation? Last one um, that was, it was, I mean, all the, it's kind of a self-help one. In, in a sense, they're all kind of redundant. Yeah. Uh, but um, the Grant Cardone, um, 10, 10X. Yep. The 10X. Yep. I have yeah, the same one. one. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot because, I mean, it did teach me some things. And then... Um, I've met a lot of agents who haven't read the seven levels of communication. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you not read that as a real estate agent? I've even implemented some of those things. Because like, real estate is a fallback position, dude. It's not, you don't, no one's like, I'm going to be a realtor when they're like five. It's just like they fail at something and then they're like, I'll try real estate. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those weird, you can make a lot of money. Correct. But most people, it's like, wasn't their first plan, you know? Yeah. So I just, there's a lot of amateur stuff going on in here. <laughs> in our industry because it's just it's just I don't know I don't know how to describe it it's just like it's like the land of misfit toys like we're just like all running around not really knowing what we're doing a lot of us you know it's not really actually a business it's just like yeah, it's network I like pretty houses and you know I'm just like okay I think it's so crazy when I meet real estate agents and they're like um, I don't really like people right I'm like what good luck <laughs> yeah like, I, I will say that at this point in my career, and this is just, this is, I mean this in the best way possible, people suck. But, like, For sure. but that's not, that doesn't mean I don't like people. No. I like people. They just suck. Correct. Like, and it's not even that they suck, like, they're doing it intentionally. It's just people have their own shit going on. Like, they, and realtors, unfortunately, were kind of annoying, so they don't want to be bothered by us, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But people suck. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I suck. We you suck. suck. Well, you don't suck. You're awesome. Right. I definitely suck. I know that I do. Um, okay, like three more, and yeah. then we're wrapping up. So, what's your go-to order at McDonald's? French fries. That's it. French fries. That's it. Yeah, I don't really eat McDonald's. You don't have the chicken nuggies? No, I like large French fries. Oh. French fries are my favorite food, probably. For sure. Yeah. Well, you said soup. So, are we gonna? I, what if there's no, a French fry soup? Doesn't have good soup though. What if there's a I French mean, fry French soup? Fries. Would you have a French fry soup? Would yeah, you try I, it? I would try anything. I love oysters. You come over to my house. I'm going to make you some French fries and just mash them up into a bowl. Put Put a little water in in it. Yeah, broth. There you go. Some peas in there. It's a large McDonald's fry soup. Um, What do people misunderstand about you most? Um, I think just, I guess, the the mysterious thing. But, like, I get prejudged a lot. Yeah. Like, um, even maybe where I'm from or. I think 
a lot of like I get people who are like you're from Edina. I'm like I'm not from fucking Edina. <laughs> You know, they like, think you're from Edina? I hear it all the time. Like, they think I'm from like some crazy, like, ritzy areas. Really? Sometimes. I'm just like, what? You do not give that vibe off at all. I don't get it. That's a, that's one thing. I mean, you seem like a bum from Blaine to me. That's me too. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I think that's one. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one. Just just thinking that you're from a ritzier area. Or not even just that. Like, I th- they, they might, like, stick me in a box with, like, yeah. somebody else. or Yeah. Like professionally, you're saying? Professionally or personally. Okay. You know, I, I get those. Huh. You always come off as a genuine dude. Yeah, I try to. I try to be genuine and um, be honest with the connection. If anybody out there is judging you, you tell me about them and I'll go fight them right <laughs> No. Okay? No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how good that would be for anyone. But if they're small, tell me yeah, and I'll fight small, them. Yeah. yeah. Um, last one I wrote down was favorite childhood memory. You know, honestly, because I see it so much, probably just my brother and I outside enjoying life. No phones. Yeah. Parents didn't know where we were. Like, we got into so much trouble. Yep. Like, those are probably, like, I can't just give you one. But um, but that, just that time just in that your time, life. Just time, just, like, hanging out. Before like, the internet. Before the, I mean, that was, like, that was pre-Y2K. Yeah. So. Yeah, we maybe yeah. had AOL. Maybe I didn't even do that though. A lot of kids did, but yeah. But definitely no cell phone. Yeah. Or like getting on the um, bus or the train to go to the mall to go shopping before I could drive or something like that. That Isn't that wild that like before, like when our life was more quote unquote inconvenient, Mm -hmm. it was like some of the best times. Because like I think I think what it comes down to is like the expectation of the world. Yes. Back then was like. Well, yeah, I can't. I can't check in with my parents right now. I don't have a freaking landline. Yeah, no. Like they're just gonna. We're, I'll be home later. You know. Or now it's like my son. He has an Apple Watch. When he goes to his friend's house, I expect him to let me know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's a burden on him. And it's also a burden on me because I'm like, well, I can check in with him. So if I don't, does that make me not a great parent? <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just the expectations of the world that are like so different now. And I do miss that time because we, I feel like we, when they look at our generation a thousand years from now, I really strongly feel like they're going to look at us and be like, wow, that generation dealt with a lot of shit. Correct. They were a freaking science experiment. We dealt with no internet, then internet, then 5G, waves, COVID, like all this shit, right? That we are, we don't know what we're doing. I don't know what this is going to do to me. Someday yep. we all think it's safe, but I'm doing this all day. Yep. My phone to my ear. And like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someday uh heart failure and stuff isn't the leading cause of death. It's going to be brain cancer and something. You know what I mean? It's like cuz just the world's so different. So yeah, our generation has had amazing experiences because we know what it used to be. Like my kids and your kids yeah. don't really know. No that world you know what i mean but we know like how simple it kind of was yeah for sure i i i think we are in the best because like we've learned those old school morals too from yeah. like our parents and our grandparents and yep um and now we're cool enough to transition to <laughs> our kids too that yeah. don't learn so i think we're in the right in between it which is awesome yeah we still look at people in the eyes when we speak to them and right all those old school things where like you meet even 21 year olds now yeah they have trouble doing those things. i know well, the last thing I have written down here is where can everybody find you, for, like find your business? 
Um, you can find um, at Ron MHI on Instagram, or um, you can just search Marigold Home Inspections. Yep. And then um, if you want to be a creep, you can go through the followers and find me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Don't look on Facebook because he doesn't have one. No, don't look on Facebook. No. Um, I but I was her. thinking about starting one, honestly. But, you should. Yeah. But only do it for, like, your real friends or something. I was going to do it for Just work. for business? I mean, yeah. you should, yeah. in my opinion, but... Um, do whatever you're comfortable with. You're crushing it either way, so you don't really need it. I appreciate it. It does become one more thing you have to post to, and it did. Yeah, Can't you can just like post you the same thing? can, but it but doesn't always work. And if you okay. tag somebody on Facebook, it doesn't correlate it to Instagram. So you have to go edit the Instagram post. It trust me, it's a lot. So okay. do it if you want, but you have been warned. Well, we're we're looking to find another me, honestly. So yeah, yeah, we're I'm, I'm shooting for a girl though. I'd yeah. Rather. What do you think about that? I think that'd be smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's just there's going to be those people that they would like to work with a female, correct? Um, and so yeah, you might as well uh, give bring something different to the table because you you're never going to find someone probably as good as you, another male. No. So you got to bring a different dynamic, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's super smart. Well, Ron, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I I learned a ton. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that probably took a few things away. So you know, I just can't thank you enough for what you've uh, you know done for just me and my team and, and working with all of them and, and helping us out and all of our clients uh, and just being a good friend in my life. I really appreciate you, man. I love you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a wonderful day.